This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're throwing dead dogs into rivers as we watch Spine 318 in the Criterion Collection. Rene Clement's Forbidden Games from 1952. But first, RJ. Mm. Heck of a windstorm we had there, eh, bud? Oh, the wind. You ever seen the wind out here? Never never seen it like that in all my years. Oh, man. 120-kilometer winds over here. Roofs oh. were coming right off of buildings. Yeah. Trees getting torn in half. Oh, you ain't never seen a tree ripped like this kind of tree, let me tell you, bud. And let me tell you, folks, that's what conversations have been like all day here in Croopsville. All day, all week? Did you get a load of that wind? Oh, man, was it windy. Oh, boy, it was windy out there, guys. All night. All night. All night. Hur- Category 1 hurricane force winds raining down. Upon Creepsville? Stripping away our sins and Ooh. leaving us uh, stripped bare. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it was real windle, real windle, Gerald, uh, English heart. Um, it was really windy. It's really windy. My hair, my hair is really long right now. I know people it listening is. can't see, it's, but you you saw how long it's, it was. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, it's shameful, really. I uh, I'm letting her grow, but uh, so and I'll for, do my to, hair to in what the end? morning. To what end? I'll, I don't know. What's, I, what's I the end like, game here, Baylog? Ah, I'm, I'm lazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm lazy. Now it's socially acceptable. People go, "Oh, you're growing your COVID hair there," and I go, "Yeah, that's that COVID hair up there." But really, it's Melee's more than anything um but the point i brought up george Maley's. <laughs> george Maley's. uh I, I throw some pomade in there and i kind of pat it down to make it look nice in the morning but as soon as i walk outside the wind is like and i walk into work and i look insane like i look mm. like i escaped from an asylum or something people are like what is up with you and it's like it's windy i, I don't know what to tell you man it's windy out there mm-hmm. you facing wind problems also well, no, no not, not hair-based problems, just wind problems no, in general. I've, uh, I think I've been managed to avoid uh, significant issues so far with the wind. Um, I did notice today it was a northeast wind, which is really peculiar for our neck of the woods. We usually don't get one from that direction, so that was uh, disconcerting. It happens. No. It's climate change. Al Gore was telling us about this for years, Jared. Do you remember Al Gore? I do. He said, put the kids. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know anything about direction of wind, but uh, the thing I do know is uh, that wind was strong. I don't have super powerful lungs. I had asthma last year. Apparently, my asthma has gone now based on a lung test. No. But I feel I feel like my lungs are still kind of so, weak. So you're, are you saying that uh, your your long COVID symptoms have uh, subsided? Uh, I mean, my taste and smell is still wacky, but apparently my lungs are healed, which well, is – or not healed, I should say, but no longer in really bad shape. Well, that's good. I guess, that's... yeah. Well, I mean, it's good, yeah. Um, I, 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 the reason I bring it up is because uh, I do feel like uh, – they're not like great, but that's also because of years of smoking as well. Um, but like uh, the wind was so strong the other day, it literally took my breath away. Like I, I was like walking in the wind and I was like, <gasps> like I couldn't breathe. Like that's how strong the wind was. I couldn't get oxygen into my mouth. 
the Man. wind was moving it so fast. So I don't know if that's just an asthma boy problem or if that was or if the wind was that strong. Um, it might have had that much force or perhaps it was some sort of uh, air elemental spell. Ooh, I know all about air elements. You know, that's what uh, they do to you. They, they, they try to get inside and they take your window from you and they suffocate you. Is oh, this the, a D&D the, thing? This is real, RJ. This is realer oh. than real, even though it might be D&D. Oh, I see. I see. I wasn't familiar with wind elementals. I don't know. It, uh, probably. That's probably what they do. Okay. That's, that's what I've heard. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I was thinking more of like a Hocus Pocus thing where they suck the life out of you. And the, like, that's like, the wind. What, like the witches? Yeah. Yeah, oh. you know Hocus Pocus, right? I sure don't. Yeah, you're a bad dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, make even it, though I, it's written by Shit Garris, it's still a good movie. Um, it's his only one. I'm planning wow. on making it like a, a goal of mine to just never watch that movie. You just point. Are, are, you're you, taking you already, joy from yourself. You already though. know I'm not going to like it. Why? I know, but you're you're missing out on all of these killer jokes that I have. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I'll be okay. Oh, okay. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Wind. Yeah. How about it? I know people listening at home are like, man, what podcast you listen to? Oh, it's Criterion Podcast. Oh, well, yeah, what do they talk about? Wind. The wind. Yeah, what's a great movie from 1927? Well, who could forget? Or the 2016 horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one you watched recently? Yeah. That, yeah. that was less great. Yeah. I mean, I know people are probably thinking we're exaggerating, but uh, I've been Chicago- to Chicago. That sh- that wind wasn't shit. I think we got one of the windiest places in probably the Milky Way. Milky? Nebula? I don't know. I bet you one of those, nebula? I bet you one of those moons of Jupiter would uh, argue with you. Wow, those ju- those gas giants are just eating beans all day, so it gives them the gas. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I I, I know what is, I'm talking is, is that the new curriculum? This is uh yeah, that's the new UCP curriculum that's been uh, put oh. out there is uh gas beans. Gas. Gas beans. Cool. Excellent. Outstanding. Yeah, so-, so your week's been swell. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm extremely busy right now with work. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't been posting to the socials very much and, uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll continue soon, but, uh, I just don't have the time, Jared. I get home, I eat dinner, I work and then it's bedtime and I go, shit, where did the day go? <laughs> this is my I'm life even, now. I know. I'm even uh, out of the loop with the gobbleghouls for, I'll, I'll open up my thing and there'll be like 20 missed messages. And I say, holy shit. I have not been able to look at my phone for a span of almost eight hours. Pretty incredible. And then I'll be missing on prime Gava ghoul action. That's true. I, I'm missing a lot of dank memes. A lot of dank memes. And I'm not saying it as a, uh, ooh, look at me. I just, you know, sometimes work gets busy. So I've been a little busy. But uh, what about you over there? You've been uh, okay over there? Are you? Uh, how about that wind, eh? <sighs> yeah. How about that wind? It's December, RJ. Is that good? I don't know. It's the end of the it's the end of the year. It's in sight. Oh, okay. A mere thirty days, and then it'll Is... be twenty twenty two. And you'll hear people making jokes about not knowing how to write twenty twenty two on checks. You know that uh, one? It's classic. I mean, I think that joke's gonna eventually go away because people aren't don't using checks as many as yeah. as much, right? Correct. You know, because they're expensive. You know, checks are expensive. And they give you like 8,000 of them, and you go, it's too many checks. 
See, this is not very good. This is not no. what I want. No. Not what I want. You know what I want, RJ? Mm. Emails. Fee? Mails? Um, I'm still assuming all he-mails this week. Mm. Like he-man? Like he-man. Oh, cool. Uh, first cool. of all, we have Lawrence Krysak. Ooh. First time, long time for uh, old cry uh, cry check there. I think he's written it a few times. But... Well, it's been the first time in a long time. I I see. Is what I'm saying. I see. I had to unpack that one for me. Yeah, I uh, sometimes you gotta break things down for the uh, for the masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence writes in with an email titled "A Response." Mm. Hey, creeps. To answer your question from last week's episode, no, I have not played the new Metroid game. Because what I truly dread is paying eighty fucking dollars for a video game. I they're all eighty bucks. I feel it's an outrageous price tag that very few games are actually worth, especially in this modern era when there are indie studios producing more engaging, content-rich experiences at vastly lower prices. Case in point, I picked up the Switch port of Disco Elysium recently. I paid fifty dollars for it, and let me tell you, what a deal! It includes the character mm. Racist Lorry Driver and discussions oh. about, quote, riding the cock carousel, unquote. No. Two things Metroid games have always been sorely missing. No. He had me and then he lost me. If Nintendo ever decides to drop Dread down below the $50 threshold, I'll certainly consider picking it up. But as history has taught me, Nintendo ain't in the discount racket. I've been waiting over two years for that remake of Link's Awakening to be priced less than a bloated AAA title that financially strained its developer to the point of bankruptcy and more along the lines of being the polished version of a 25-year-old Game Boy game that it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably kind of accurate. But... With all that said, I'm happy that RJ is enjoying Dread, and I hope my opinions on the matter don't diminish his enjoyment in any way. I love you guys. Your pal, Lawrence. <laughs> did, did he uh, have that in there? Or did he did. You add that? Uh, it's he right did? there. I'm looking at it right oh. now. What a kind guy. You can see the what reflection nice of it in my glasses. What look, a kind boy. If you boy. look hard enough. Kind boy. Sweet boy is what uh, my grandma would say. Oh, what a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? No, I, I, don't, uh, I don't care what he says. It's not going to affect me at all. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's fun. Um, I like it, but yes, it is. It is just, this should have been the Metroid that came out on like the, the Wii U, I guess. So it's like, it's still good. I'm not like not downplaying it. It's just like, we should have had this like five years ago is what I mean. Kind of thing. But, uh, oh, well, nice to hear from uh, Lawrence Krychek there. You think he's given Mulder a, hi- a hard time lately or, uh, not for a while, not for a while. No. Okay. You always got checked. So did you finish that Metroid? Uh, I'm really close. Oh, I'm I'm goodness. in the uh, so I think my hour count is at seven. So it's like I said, sometimes I only get like half an hour in a, a night. Like Whoa. some last couple nights, I haven't at all that's because it, I, that's all you're into this game. And you're almost done, and it's like eight hours long. Well, yeah, but I'm not a completionist. Like, but it's also I think eighty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, but I think my um Ooh. my item count is like for like where I am in terms in items is like twenty five percent. So there's seventy five percent more that I can still do. I'm just like 
I just play the game normal, you know? I'm not trying to do anything too fancy. I just do what I need to and extras when I can. I see. I but see. Uh, I'm like, I'm really close. Like, I know I'm at the end where uh, I almost have every, like, power up. And uh, it's getting very hard where um, you'll go for a little bit and then there'll be a mini boss. You go for a little bit and there'll be a mini boss. And there are a couple of these bosses that I've just been like, I'll play it one night and I can't beat it. And then I'll, I'll try again the next night, play for a half an hour, and I can't beat it. And then I try again the next night, play for 20 minutes, and then I do beat it. And then I go for a little bit, and then I hit another one. So um, it's not, like, super hard, but uh, there are uh, there's a couple that have taken me uh, a shot or two before I can actually get them done. You know what I mean? Hmm. So anyways, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm close. I'm close. I mean, maybe, maybe you're just bad at video games. Probably, but I, I can't. I can't sit there and play nine hours a day like uh, well, I mean, some you should, video gamers. You should, able, you should be able to do it all in one shot if you were good. Uh, well, yeah, I'll, no problem. I mean, I'll, uh, when I'm done, I'll, I'll bring it over to you, and you can show me how to. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Stories. I'm not saying. I know how. I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't, just real I, gamers. No, I'm just saying you suck. Uh, I mean, yeah, I work a full time job. I'm a elder citizen i am technically a senior citizen and uh i'm trying my best <laughs> oh i see i'm trying my best and i think i i think that's i think that's what we need more and i i there was that tweet a while ago that where the lady was like we need an option for a person who works like a full-time job that like can't remember like you need a little bit to get back into it and you need the difficult level difficulty level to just adjust to be like hey it's been a week i'm trying i i think that's what uh what games need there's no difficulty setting on this game either by the way it's just it just is what it is it's just what it is it just is what it is but i'm getting there i'm getting there it's fair it's fair yeah eventually uh what were we talking about uh games farts oh games yeah games are good i'm almost done what about you you playing any of them big titty games like you were uh last year Uh, i am not oh why not I don't know. <laughs> hasn't uh, hasn't been a thing to do. Hasn't come up in a while. No. You remember when you were playing those big titty games, though? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I sure. How could I forget? How could you forget? Well, that's all I mean. I mean, if you want to, you could play them. They're not going anywhere. No, there's. If anything, there might be more than there was a year ago. Well, don't don't tease me, RJ. I think some of those games come out regularly. No? <laughs> Big titty games? Yeah. Wow. I think. That's exciting. If the internet is to be believed, uh, they're all over. Oh, I don't believe anything I read on the internet. Oh. It's written in ink. Didn't you watch the Facebook movie? I did not. You you haven't seen Social Network? Oh, that's not the Facebook movie. What is the Facebook movie? I don't know. It must be something else. Interesting. One's about uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, what did Uh, he do? um, Well, he you know what he didn't do right into the podcast this week. However, fuck that guy then. Reese Hackstool. Ooh, big sugar, sugary bastard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With an email entitled "The Sugar Head Story." Ooh, interesting, interesting. All right, do you have your guesses? Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. Good. Uh, hello, good. RJ and Garrett. First off, Garrett, it's 
good. First off, my apologies for not emailing in last week. I didn't realize that was part of the guest protocol. It's not. It, it is. It's well, not. It, absolutely it is. <laughs> I, I'm taking a hard stance. You do not have to email. Once you've been in, you're in. You don't have to email us anymore. Ever If again. you want to. If you want to. No. Okay. That's not how it works. Okay. Fair. Awful lot of hoops to jump through to be on the Criterion Creeps, I guess. In any case, my sincere thanks for including me in the show. It was a blast, all four hours of it. We laughed, we cried, we talked about sandwiches, we called Jarrett gross. It was fun. Yes, I agree. Second, my apologies for slandering 4K. I'll go on record and say that the 4K rant trailer looked fantastic, but it still looked good in 720p or whatever it was. I co-signed. Yeah. Co-signed. It's good. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This week, I had the good fortune of eating. You guys hear about this? You see this? Burger King's dill pickle chicken nuggets. Mm. Now, Mm -hmm. while I'm usually uh, not usually one to promote non-burger items from a place with a name like Burger King, these nuggets were actually wicked good. Much, much better than all the than the all dressed version uh, they pushed out a few months ago. Even if you're not a big dill pickle fan, they're pretty good. I give them a solid 8 out of 10 on flavor and a 9 out of 10 on price. Eight nugs for $3. Canadian, no less. How can we access this power, Jarrett? I believe they have a drive through window, RJ. Holy cow. Seems Holy like cow. I've run out of space in this email to discuss the origin story of Sugarhead. Guess I'll get to it next time I write in. Enjoy those forbidden games tonight, guys. Sweetly, Sugarhead. Well, it's nice to hear from them, but uh, I don't know if anyone's going to enjoy the forbidden games. If you know what I mean. Mm. If you know what I mean. But uh, what, where do you stand on dill pickled nuggets? I didn't know these existed. I think it's new, like within the last week. Well, I think two. it's I think it's probably because I also I block all Burger King ads. Because so, it's too good and it makes you hungry? Uh, it's the opposite. It's so bad. It makes me sick. Yeah, it's too good. It makes them hungry. Yeah. Yeah. What do you I think, get it, what, man. Do, do you think they? this is all as advertised by Sugarhead? I mean, the Beef Dip Boy hasn't steered us wrong yet. Yeah. I'd like to say that I'd get down there sooner than later. I'm not sure if I'll, if I'll be able to, but I'd like to. I'd definitely like to. I think I, I think you could make it work. Uh, to get over to uh, the the Burger King. Mm-hmm. B- yeah, I'm over a, to I'm, BK. I'm a Burger King's uh, sympath uh, sympathizer. It's right there. Uh, not not right now. I'm actually on the mm, other uh, the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I would like to try it. No. Sounds good. Sounds real good. It could happen. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if I can. I'd like to. I'd okay. like to. All right, limited yeah. time only. I'm sure. Oh shit. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll try. I'll try to get in there. I'll try to get in there. Are you gonna also try to get in there? No. Well, I I gotta I gotta work on Saturday. Do you wanna go have lunch and we can go get Burger King together? <laughs> you have to work on Saturday. I do. I do. But I, I I can have a lunch break. I see. Yeah. Well, uh, the, anything's yeah. anything's possible. I'm throwing that out there right now. So are, are, next are, week, are we going to be on TikTok? We're, we're gonna... uh, I don't have a TikTok. So no. uh, I mean, the Criterion Creeps need to be on TikTok. 
Uh, someone else out there can make one for us and post our content on there, I think. No. And just make sure it's appropriate. We'll, we'll make the video and, uh, you know, we'll we'll eat it and then we'll then shitty Bill will show up. What's he going to do? Well, I'll let, I'll let you figure that out. When, when do you think uh, Shitty Bill's going to come on the podcast? Uh, well, I mean, he's written in already, so it's always possible. That's true. We did get that one email, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. right on time. Yeah, it was like people were like, "How how is this so well well planned? And we said, you know, Shitty Bill rolls <laughs> like that. Do you think Shitty Bill, so what do you think, Shitty Bill, uh, is he a John Criterion guy or a Gary Collection guy? I feel like he's a different guy. Like, I feel like Shitty Bill is like... Um, is Shitty Bill his own man? He's his own man, and it's like, day-to-day, he might be doing John Waters, but he also might be doing some Jason Reitman movies. Like, he kind of floats. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he floats. Yeah. Are you are you a Jason Reitman fan? Probably, hey? I, I, I couldn't... I know he directed Ghostbusters recently, but what else has he done? I can't remember. I don't, I know. don't know. I don't care about this guy. He's done. Uh, I don't care that done... like Ivan Reitman was there while he was filming it or whatever they were saying. Yeah, I think. Uh, what has he done? He's done some like rom com type. Juno. Things. He he did the Juno. Juno. Okay, see here. Stand um, up, sit down, or like thank love. You, th- thank you for smoking. That's a good uh, show. I like that. Juno's I mm-hmm. up in the air. Uh, never saw it. Young adults, all right. Is that it? That's all he's done. I thought there was one more. Some kind wait, of wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here we go. Uh, so that up in the air. Young adult. Labor Day. Men, women, and children. That's that one. T- Tully. Oh God! Nobody's a nobody likes oh, that, Tully. Well, that was the yeah. That was the, what the the third uh, Diablo Cody screenplay. Oh. I mean, she really fizzled out, hey? Or not fizzled, but she just kind of... Well, it was... not around anymore, right? I think she, I'm sure she... I mean, that was... What was that? 24... Tully was 2018, so she's still around. Oh, okay. That was only... That's only... It's only... Yeah, three now. Three. Is Tully the Shari, Charlize Theron movie? Yes, it is. Okay. I actually... I heard from someone that that movie was pretty good, but I haven't seen it myself. Okay. All right. Yeah. You so anyways... Oh, that's fine. J- so there's Jason Reitman guys. Uh, oh yeah, but he's no he, he's no shitty Bill. No shitty Bill. No shitty Bill. But shitty Bill's a fan. You, you want to hear uh, from Pathboy Standstill? Uh, yeah. Did we have a nickname for this this fellow or? Uh, I don't think you've settled on one yet. Okay, let's see what this email is. Maybe that'll help me decide. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, how it goes. Uh, with an email titled. Weird Canadian shows. Uh, yeah, we have a few. Howdy, Jared and Our J. Our J. Our J. Like the communal J. Uh, yeah. J J A Y. Okay. Okay. It's your old pal, Senior Standstill here. Thanks for reading out loud that group of words I sent you last week. It put a warm <laughs> smile on my droopy face. You asked me if I had any experiences with nasty messes at the theater job. And at this point in time, no, I have not. What can I say? I guess I'm still green. The most vile thing I've had to do is throw away used tampons. But I think Uh. we've all thrown out our fair share of old bloody tampons. 
What? Uh, what? Um, I'd prefer not to say. Was that too much? Well, you asked for it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I'll try to keep this email creepy G13 from now on. Yes. You like that, RJ? You like this? Preferably. Uh, anyway, I was surprised to find out uh, you all weren't familiar with Offenbach, or at least that was the mm-hmm. impression I got. He's most famous for Orpheus in the Underworld, sometimes referred to as the Can-Can. Uh, well, I, I knew that for sure. It's just Jarrett wasn't familiar. But I've always known that. You know, the one that goes... Yeah, and he the, wrote the this French out as... Ba-ba-ba-ba, I think. I think that's how that goes. Anyway. Can you do that again? Sorry, I missed it. Uh, no, I think we're good. Uh, oh, well, if neither of you know your classical composers, well, it ain't no skin off in my Bach. Oh, shit. What do you think he means? What's that a euthanism for? I don't know. Uh, I'm waiting for some Goog references. Some Goog? Yeah. Yeah, I could go for some Goog. But, hey, speaking of music, hearing RJ was rocking out to some Blink-182 CDs made me think about the <laughs> 90s and all the good music that came from it. Do you yeah. have a favorite 90s band? My favorite 90s band has to be Ween. Perhaps you're already familiar with them. If not, I recommend trying out their album, Quebec. And if nautical nonsense be something you wish, try giving The Mollusk a spin. It's also a great album that even inspired the creator of SpongeBob, the late, great Steven Hillenberg. Ooh. So, uh, are you, wait, are you a SpongeBob guy? I like SpongeBob. You've sponged and you've bobbed? Uh, I, I will. I will not say. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's you, fine. You know about Ween, RJ? I do know about Ween. <laughs> I uh, Ween is a funny thing, to, uh, a funny word to say. You know, like <laughs> Ween. <laughs> yeah. Ween. Uh, yeah, I know about Ween. I've tried listening to Ween. It's not my cup yeah. of tea. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I know some Ween. I don't mind listening to some Ween. Am I going to be listening to Ween every day? No. No. But that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. What is your favorite 90s band, Jared? Damn, I don't know. It's 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 hard to tell. Like A band that only existed in the 90s? Well, I mean, that's where it gets a little sticky because there's bands that were like See, more technically, prevalent in the 90s. I mean, like, you could say, say like a Pearl Jam. Well, I mean, Nirvana started in 1987. so well, That's not the 90s, though. It sure isn't. Smashing Pumpkins, they they started in 1988. See, that, I, yeah, I mean, well, I guess that's the thing, though. So Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Pumpkins, maybe, like, Pearl Jam, I think, was 90, but um, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Pumpkins, you know what's maybe started bet? before 90s, but they were biggest in the 90s. Weezer started in 92. Ooh. Ooh. So you can't see, you can't go you know, bust out your flaming lips. They started in 1983. Well, I know you're a really big Backstreet Boys guy, and they were huge in the 90s. How about how about Wilco? It's in many, uh, in many ways, it's the other weed. Yeah, Wilco's fine. There, there's like songs from Wilco I like, but I don't like a ton of Wilco songs. I was at a wedding once, and someone had um, they had a Wilco song as their like wedding song, like Jesus, etc. And that song's about like 9/11. And I always thought it was really weird that they used that as their wedding song. And uh, they got divorced a couple years later. They, you know when uh, Radiohead formed in 1985? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's another thing. 
Nine Inch Nails, 1988. So do you want to make a hard stance and say that they had to have been formed within the 90s? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. It's like, how do you pick one? Well, I mean, Pearl Jam, I think, to me, is the quintessential 90s band. Mm. In my mind. I know some people will say Nirvana. Some people will say well, Pumpkins. Pumpkins are up there, too, with me. Bands. I'm sure as fuck not saying Green Day. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Yeah. All right, buddy? You really, you really hate him, don't you? No, I don't. I just you want to get them. They they Green Day gave me that opinion, or they they give off that vibe where it's like, look at us. <laughs> well, uh, well, RJ, I'm surprised you're not throwing out Everclear. Ah, uh, Everclear is pretty pretty good, man. How about like, how about Collective Soul? Ah, uh, there's a little Collective Soul. I'm okay with. How, yeah. How about Silver Chair? Uh, I know Silver Chair, but I can't remember how I know them. It's one of those band. I think I know their album art more than uh, their music. Yeah. Steel for Tear. Yeah, I mean, they're all good. I mean, Modest Mouse was technically, they started in the 90s. So. And there you go. Even though I wouldn't call them that. Yeah, Silver Chair's like, no, they're, the, in, they're yeah. one album's like, is it uh, with the frog on it? Frog Stomp. And then frog Stomp. Uh, there's, also, uh, there's also an album uh, called Freak Show. It's got that that kid on the front cover. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah. What about Foo Fighters, Jarrett? Meh. Yeah, better than Nirvana though, right? <laughs> How, yeah. What about Oasis? Um, Oasis has a song. <laughs> well, no, they got a couple like Champagne Supernova, Wonderwall. You know, you know Champagne Supernova, Jarrett? Nope. You don't know Champagne Supernova? No. Well, just think look at think of the title and that's that's what the song's about. Cool. I like it. Champagne Supernova. That was uh, that was a helpful conversation. Sure. Oh, and don't forget Blink-182, Jared. When did uh when did my But I would say they were they were more popular early 2000s, right? Yeah. Uh probably though if if it But they count. did start in the nineties. Oh actually there we go. There's my pick for nineties. Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. Strange. When did Interpol start? You know Interpol? <laughs> uh probably Did we ever talk about Interpol? I like Interpol a lot. Really? Nineteen ninety seven. There you go. Interpol's good. I like Interpol. Yep. Cool. I love it. You know, I love it. You know, you know music, Jarrett? On the topic of television from my childhood, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask about a myriad of TV shows that I remember watching on the Canadian channel in my parents' house, yeah. uh, which they would get when I was a lad. You see, mm-hmm. I grew up in the 2000s, making me oh, the shit. dirty millennial that I am, and sometimes mm-hmm. reruns of The Simpsons would play on this channel. We didn't have cable TV for a long while, but we did get a few odd channels here and there, including the questionable CBC. <laughs> I say questionable Ooh. because, boy howdy, did you kooky Canadians brew up some funny stuff? Does uh, yeah. Chili Beach ring a bell? Chili Beach? Maybe. Is it it's animated? to do with penguins? Uh, probably. Chili Beach, uh, probably not. Oh, yeah. Because I don't. Think there's no penguins in the North RJ, but there's definitely so there'd be. There's a polar, polar bear. bear. Yeah. Yeah. There's a penguin in this poster. Of course there is. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, I know penguins are a South uh, mm-hmm. Antarctic thing, but uh, I I know this show, but not very well. This was when I was starting to age out. What about Crash Canyon? 16. Yam roll. I'm dubious that they will. Most of these were sad, flash animated cartoons that died quickly and were probably too young for you. But I'm holding out hope because I'm pretty sure your nation forces its homegrown television programming to on its citizens like a dictator forces propaganda on its oppressed. I mean, that's kind of true. Like, CBC has to have Canadian content. It's something like 85% of the content has to be Canadian. And then they started pl- trying to play um, that. They started trying that out on Netflix. I don't think it's really worked, though. Uh, to have Canadian content? Yeah, have more. Oh, um, well, I mean, we still have, we have CBC Gem, which is free. Yeah. So it's like, you can just, I mean, there's ads, in but, there, but it's still free. They're not, they're not they're like, hey, Netflix. We want we want some more Canadian representation on the Netflix Canada. That is a mm. far less good version of the U.S. version. Well, I think we talked about this before. The trade-off is they have about fifty percent more than we do, but we get things before they do. So, like, we'll sometimes. get a movie three. Yeah, sometimes we'll we'll get like not Netflix originals, but like just movies they've acquired. We'll get them like maybe two months before yeah. other people. Do. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, so any of these shows ring a bell. Cause they don't for me. No, I, uh, if it was other Canadian shows, I would have said maybe okay. if it was nineties era <laughs> stuff for sure. But no, there was also just for laughs, a silent candid camera prank show made by mm-hmm. a bunch of French Canadians. That one wasn't half bad, actually. Although I'm pretty sure they stole the gremlins from the game show Press Your Luck. There were also some shows that I didn't know were Canadian for the longest time, such as Kalu and Kenny versus Spenny. Uh, yep. I remember Just for Laughs. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely. Kenny versus Spenny. I, I mean, we've talked about Kenny versus Spenny a lot. That is fine mm-hmm. Canadian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Very fine. Uh yeah, just for laughs that uh that gremlin uh that we're talking oh, yeah. about that's Victor, the green guy, right? Yep, that's Victor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did a little did a little looking up on this RJ. This press your luck, uh, just for laughs and press your luck came out the same year. And I, I'm not I'm not sure if he's talking about if this is the right gram- gremlin. This gremlin called Whammy. Whammy. Yeah, I'm not sure. It could be something else, but no, I don't know. I think I think, I think uh, Victor is its own entity. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about this whammy. <laughs> that sounds new to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Press your luck. That's a game show. I don't know if that was on anything that we watched. Uh. Yeah. I. Don't, I. I don't know. I don't know about press your luck, but just mm-hmm. for laughs, I know. Yeah. Sure. 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 Of course, all is forgiven. Forgiving the World, Trailer Park Boys, Ed, Ooh. Ed and Eddie, and yeah, I know Ed, Ed and Eddie, Clone High. Oh yes. But what official Canadian programming do you remember throughout the years? Extra points if it is ironically funny and poorly made or animated. I think you guys all watch some show called Corner Gas, though I never saw mm-hmm. that one. But it looks like it's got an animated spinoff, much like how Trailer Park Boys did. Yep. 
Corner Gas did have an animated one like Trailer Park Boys, but uh, I didn't watch Corner Gas. Nor did I. Uh, this has been going on long enough. Thanks for the goofs, gaffs, and loads of laughs. And oh yes, for the ghouls too. Path Boys yeah. stand still. You uh, can't forget about the ghouls, but... Um, never forget about the ghouls, because the ghouls never forget. The ghouls never forget, yeah. That's uh, 100% true. Um, well, uh, to kind of go along with those uh, big shows, I guess that Shit's Creek people... Uh, oh, yeah, Shit's Creek was big, really big. It was really big, yeah. That would be kind of in that echelon. I've never seen any... I've never seen it in my life at Shit's all. Creek is good, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I haven't seen a ton, but... Um, uh, Andrea watched all of it, and yeah, it's 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 a good show, real good, real good. This is real the, good, Jack. This is the most accurate use of show I've ever heard on this pod. What? Show, show? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good show. It's a pretty good show. It is a show. Pretty good show. It, it is a hundred percent. It is a show. Yeah. Uh, so I I came up with a list, RJ, of Canadian okay. shows that I'm fond of. Uh, to go, these are maybe not even things I'm fond of, but. Uh, when mentioning these animated things, one that mm-hmm. I had to mention was, of course, the Bob and Doug animated show that lasted, I think, like Ooh. a year or two that mm-hmm. nobody watched. No one watched uh, animated Bob and Doug? I don't I don't think so. Why not? Because it was like 2009. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a little late, maybe. Yeah, late in the cycle. But... Uh, how about that Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's the best. Just look at that. I, I had a short stint on that for a while. People don't really know this. I like to. I don't like to bring no. it up too well, much. The other uh, probably two bigger shows that I think a lot of uh, Americans will know, Kids in the Hall and yep. the Degrassi universe. Yeah, Degrassi's pretty big. Degrassi's pretty big. It, it had that Drake did, yeah, and he was in a wheelchair, Jared. Did you know that? I've heard. He was in a wheelchair, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called him Wheelchair Jimmy. It was a sad thing. No. Very sad. You know about that North of 60? North of 60? Yeah. Um, that, that might have been... I don't know if that would have... Like, I remember the ads for that show. It sounds familiar, but I'm not really sure why. I never watched it. It was kind of uh, the big show for... CBC, like it ate the like three buckets of chicken skins. Big show. Well, not that big. Not that big of a show. Not that big. Just a regular big yeah. show. There's the uh, the Chris Haddock shows, Da Vinci's Inquest, and Intelligence. Uh, that, that oh, I know that show. Yeah. Fuck, you'd get ads for that all the time, like when you're a little kid, and you're like, "This show looks like shit." <laughs> yep. Like, get this fucking out of here. I'm yeah. not interested. Da Vinci's Inquest is pretty good. I only watched the first season of Intelligence, which uh, was really funny because it was uh, post-Wire. <laughs> and, but, so it was trying oh, it was trying to like, do its own kind of, like, prestige TV thing. Uh, and, then they, of course, they, they called the RCMP the Horsemen, <laughs> which is, like, something no one calls them at all. I don't, but in this show, I, Horsemen. <laughs> I saw a couple Horsemen today. I went... Mm-hmm. See those horsemen over there? Yeah, did shit. You? Yeah. <laughs> shit. This is the horsemen are back. This shit. Uh, RJ, but what about Babar? Babar? Yeah. Babar is awesome, man. Babar mm-hmm. is one of the one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. One of the all-time greats. One of the great cartoons. 
Oh yeah, Babar is terrific. How, Babar. How, how does the music go, RJ? Babar music. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know that one? No. It's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> It's like the elephant music. Yeah, Babar was really good. Yeah, Babar's good stuff. Good what stuff. What about Beetleborgs, Jarrett? You remember no, Beetleborgs? No, like you know. No. How about Tom Green Show? Were you, that you would yeah. have been like seven. I what? Nine, I, you were nine when it was like when the real show was on. Before uh, I, before I he saw, sold out, man. I saw them sometimes, but um, with, with I was too young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was but, too young. Your, and your brother, like, your brother will know. Yeah, he would know. That was like the show that would be on at like 1 a.m. when I was like barely awake, like trying my, um, not even midnight. 1 a.m., but like it was midnight. midnight. Yeah. But I, I was so young. I was like trying my best to just be like, ah. yeah, and I couldn't do it, you know, couldn't yeah. do it. Remember Due South? Uh, that, that, was about, that was about a horseman in America. Like a bounty? Yep. Hmm. Not, not a horseman, not a centaur. Not a centaur? Not a centaur. What the fuck is that about then? I don't know. How about the Highlander syndicated uh syndicated television show? Um with yeah. Duncan McLeod. Duncan McLeod? Is that a Star Trek alumni? Uh nope. Oh. Where did Duncan McLeod come up? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. How about Hilarious House of Frightenstein? Yeah, I know that show. That show was cool. Mm-hmm. These Hint- are still Canadian shows, right? Yes, all of them. Okay. Hinterlands Who's Who? Uh, vaguely. I know the name. Yeah, that, that was more of like a interstitial thing. It, I don't think it actually had its own episodes. It would just be like little things of like, here's ducks in their habitat. There's like educational uh, programming about the Canadian wilderness and its animals. Hmm. Yeah, ducks are cool. It also had some iconic musical cues. Did it have as iconic musical cues? And I believe this was a Canadian show, but do you know Hammy Hamster and the the Green River Friends or the Green <laughs> no. Riverbend Friends? No. Look up Hammy Hamster and the Riverbend Friends, Jared. Okay, I will. They used some, real hamsters. Some other time. Oh, okay, were... I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Hammy Hamster and the Riverbend Friends. But how about Jonovision? Sounds kind of familiar, but I, I don't know why. Uh, it was just another CBC thing. Uh, what's his name? John O. He was uh, Trailer Park Boys. John O. Like John Torrance? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He I had, see. He, that was also CBC fodder. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it all, though, Jared? <laughs> it all really is. Uh, one of my faves as a little kid was the little vampire. This was about a kid vampire. Uh, I know that one. Yeah, that was that was peak when I was young. That would have been well. That's impossible. Cause I think it was on before you existed. But I must yeah, been, it must have been mean, playing reruns. in reruns. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't remember. Did it have reruns? Curious. What was it called again? The Little Vampire. It was live I, action. I swear I know okay. that show. Yeah, it was definitely syndication. Well, there's also a 2000 film, The Little Vampire. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not talking about that yeah. kid. The Canadian German show. Yeah. Okay, let me see here. Der Verden Vamp. Vampire. I feel like I've seen this. I don't know if it was syndicated, but like, did would YTV ever play shows? It might like have. This? It might have. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 
It's like yeah. Camp Caribou. Uh, I don't see. They might have like that in the early days of YTV. They were they used the shit out of Camp Caribou and that stuff. That show sucked. And mm. uh, yeah, them they might have taken that off by the time you were of age because uh, they had Dragon Ball by Ooh. then. So they they didn't need Camp Caribou. They had to, they made way for the big boys. No, that's another thing too. I think I brought it up, but uh, I know a lot of people like the. Um, rock the dragon dragon ball z theme song that was the one in america but i always liked the canadian version of that do you know do you, like the theme song do you know the difference because like american was like um dragon dragon rock the dragon no. dragon ball z but america or that was american canadian was like hey. dragon dragon ball remember dragon ball z. do you remember a video in arcade top 10 Yep. Yeah, that was a cool show. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like it. It was just watching people play video games badly. Mm. It's like uh All right Proto guys. Twitch. We're, we're gonna we're gonna play uh Battletoads. <laughs> it's like oh good. Proto Twitch, baby. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh Maniac Mansion. Uh Mm, not sure. That was a, on YTV too, because that was older and then kind of resurfaced. Uh Littlest Hobo and Beachcombers are kind of the before my time. But that's not true. Beachcombers was on for like 12 years. So long ago. But you know, you know Littlest Hobo, don't you, RJ? Nah, kind of. It's, it's the, not something I saw a lot. It's about the dog. It's got yeah. the, also an amazing theme song. Yeah, I kind of know it. I was a little bit. I was a little young. A little, little young. How about little young. Mr. Dress Up and Mr. Wizard? Oh, yeah. You know, I know the States had Mr. Rogers. We had Mr. Rogers, too. But Mr. Dress Up, that dude uh, knew how to throw down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't throw hands with Mr. Dress Up. Well, because he could just change form. He, he would just go into the yeah. go into the trunk, get his his MMA gear out, and he just he'd get take on their ability. Yeah, that was my understanding of the lore of Mr. Dress Up. So he's kind of like Morph? Not quite. Well, Morph could just do it because oh, okay. he was a mutant. Mr. Dressup had to use the trunk. Kind of like Animal Man? And, and the costumes. Not not quite. Not quite. Kind of like and, Animal and, Man so, and Morph? But do you remember Mr. Wizard? Uh, No, I don't know Mr. Wizard. Oh, boy. Wait, wait, as part of Mr. Dressup? No. No, no. This was, oh, a okay. this was a different guy. This was different a different guy? He, he would do science with kids. Kids would just come over to this old guy's house, and they'd do science experiments. They uh, learn about science. It's kind of like, do you? I mean, who doesn't want to learn about science? But do you remember? Lots um, of kids, apparently. They don't like lots science. Lots of kids. Yeah, they hate it. Do you, do you remember? Uh, what was that show that was trying to rival Bill Nye that had um, that rat in it? It was like a. Oh, new shit. Rat. Beekman's but, World? Uh, Beekman's World. That's what it was. <laughs> Beekman's world. Yeah, and it had that guy with the crazy hair and had that new that New York rat and they would they oh, would do science rat, together. Was it Ratso? I think it was Ratso, yeah. You're kinda of getting you're kinda of getting that Beekman's hair going on. I'm try I'm going for something here. Beekman. Trying to be Beekman. Will you be my Ratso? It was kind of Pee Wee Herman esque with Bill Nye. Yeah. But with by, Nickelodeon yeah. colors. Yeah. And the rat, just so we're clear, it was a guy in a rat suit. 
Oh shit. That's right. <laughs> His name wasn't Ratso then. What was it? Yeah. It was like it was literally a guy. Oh, Lester. Lester, yeah. In my Lester mind I was thinking of like a Muppet. But yeah, I no, thought it was. As soon as you like, no, said it was a man in a suit, I went, "Oh yeah." His name wasn't Ratso, it was but it wasn't really a suit either. It was just a vest and then like ears and a nose. But his face was clear. But he had like well. a he had like a bodysuit on, didn't he? Yeah, it's like a bodysuit, but it was sleeveless, so like oh. his human arms came out of the bodysuit. Jeez, Louise! It was a hell of a thing, Jerry. Man, this guy, I mean, so Beekman looks like he could be, uh, like, a a governor of uh, New York or something. Beekman? Yeah, as, like, not in costume. Look at this guy. Uh, He might be now, yeah. There's a picture of the cast. There was the plucky female sidekick. I think there's, like, three of them over time. Isn't that always the way it is, though? Man, ain't it always? Ain't it always the way? How about my secret identity? I know that one. No, good. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. But There's uh, the raccoons. Raccoons. We've good, talked about the raccoons. Good, good cartoon, ha- uh, haunting music. Yeah. Uh, then there's reboot. Mm. Um, oh yeah, reboot's so yeah, good. There he is. Uh, one of my faves. Uh, we're like one of those things I came to way late though. Was the Red Green Show. Uh, th- there's something, there's something ch- uh, very charming about that show. If you, I mean, if you're if you're older than the age of sixty, then yeah, Red Green is an incredibly uh, charming you, show. No, you need to go, you need to give it another shot there, RJ. It's pretty good. Well, the last time I saw Red Green, I think I was eleven, and I went. You're, this is it's funny. too young. It's too young. I went. This isn't funny you, show. You, you, gotta, you gotta gotta give it another like ten years. You gotta really figure out what like uh, duct tape is, and then yeah. that's when the laughs come hitting. Yeah. What about sticking around? Was sticking around Canadian? Do you remember sticking around? I don't think it. I think it was, it was definitely Nickelodeon. It was definitely Nickelodeon. I don't think it was Canadian. It feels Canadian though. What about you know Angry what I mean. Beavers? Yeah. Uh, Do you think Angry Beavers was Canadian? I'm oh, sure. American. It says frig. What about uh, Rick Mercer, RJ? You like that guy? Uh, I don't mind Rick Mercer. You like? How about? What, what do you prefer? Royal Canadian Air Force or this hour has twenty two minutes. This hour, I think maybe. <laughs> the, I don't know. I've never wrong. The answer those. is they I've both suck. Clips. They're both terrible. I've never seen so any either. I've just seen clips of them. I don't oh. mind Rick Mercer. He's fine. Yeah. I saw him in real life once. He uh, did a talk at um, the university. There you go. His talk was just about, like, this you is, can do it, man. This is, like, I mean, part of it is some of these, like, skit shows. SCTV. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's rough. I don't know. I can't. I, I was never a fan of it when I was, like, a kid. and. Well, we had kids in the hall, and that was enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even that, like, I was never super in love with either. Ah, kids in the hall have their moments. They do. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for other kids programming, Sharon Lois and Bram's Elephant Show. Sharon Lois and Bram was a very good show. Very good. Uh, oh, do, do, what about the Polka Dot Door? Was was that? Uh, I know Polka Dot Door. Okay. Was that right, be, uh, right before Big Comfy Couch? Punkaroo. Punkaroo. Do you know Big Comfy Couch? Vaguely, yeah. I do. I remember the girl. It was educational. Yeah. Yeah, did she tell you how to like read the read yeah. the time on a clock and stuff like that? Yep. Yeah, I remember she was on the merchandise everywhere. 
Oh, she's going to, uh, you're going to be on the merchandise pretty soon, bud. Oh, pretty soon. Uh, do you remember the TV show <laughs> Power Play, uh, which I think I got? Yes, I do. Okay, so here's the something I found out. So for people who don't know what Power Play is about, the high stakes world of becoming a New York City sports agent to becoming the general manager of a fictional NHL franchise. Uh, so apparently it's second, the first couple episodes aired in America and the Mm -hmm. second episode, I think it was like on UPN had the lowest rating of any show ever on the Nielsen's ever. Nice. Uh, Like all of Canada or North America ever in America for any show ever. No one, no one cared. No one cared about, and it had this. sixteen seasons. No, it didn't. It uh, didn't last very long. But then it, I think there was a second series that came out in the two thousands, like Power Play two point oh. Uh, people well, are like, I think I, th- I think people are ready for another era of Power Play. Um. Yeah. Well, that isn't that what we're doing. Well, this is. I didn't know we were in Power Play. Well, you haven't been paying attention, uh, bud. Uh, how about you... undergrads, hmm? RJ? Oh, undergrads is an awesome show. Yeah, mm. undergrads. Oh shit, Jarrett. Undergrads is good stuff. No. Yeah. Well, you, are uh, you not an undergrads fan? Not really. I like undergrads. Undergrads was good. Uh, student bodies. Ooh right. man, that was really good. Bump yeah. in the night was good. But that's not that's not Canadian, RJ. What it, student bodies was for yes, sure. Yes, it was. But and um. What was it? Um, Breaker High, where Ryan Gosling got his start, was uh, right. the high school on the boat. So Breaker High, Student Bodies was awesome. I remember the ads for this stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that was like that's that's the stuff I saw. What, what were we talking about that you didn't like? What started this off? Und- undergrads. Oh yeah, I like undergrads. Undergrads was pretty good. Undergrads was aired like right between. Um, uh, what's that show like Tina or something? Or, or um Dora Dar Daria or something? The girl with the bangs. The be- yeah, but it's like the spinoff from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, that show. It was that show, and then it was Undergrads, and then it was maybe Clone High, which oh, we, under- we, we we really under- glossed over Clone High. Clone High is awesome. Und- undergrads is such an unappealing art style. I mean, sure. It that's why I don't like it. It it looks awful because there's the there's a, Have you ever watched it though? Well, well, now that I'm remembering, there's like the the tweak the tweaker guy. Yeah. Uh, there's there... there's the cool guy, and then there was the the dumb guy, and then there was the jock guy. It's like, hey guy, right? Yeah, and okay. yeah, the hey guy. He uh, he got all the ladies, and he didn't try hard. And then there was Rocco, who was like the the, right, the so the frat boy who was like really dumb. Yes, Nitz was like the guy who like Nitz. didn't care, and uh, yeah. there was the X Files guy, um, Gimpy. Gimpy was his name. Gimpy, you say? Gimpy was his name. Yes, Gimpy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked Undergrads. It had it had some X Files stuff in it, so that's always cool. Huh. Always cool. Well, it's no Wayne and Schuster show, that's for sure. And a Wayne and Schuster show would be <laughs> the television program that ran forever. Did it though? It did. It ran for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, this this act, this two man crew, they they started in 1941. They wrapped up in 1990. 
50 years of laughs. For who? Uh, Ed Sullivan apparently had them on a lot. Like, I think, was it here? 67 times. Hmm. It only stopped because Wayne died. (laughs) And then Schuster died in, like, 2002. Oh, my God, these guys. I remember, like, when it ended... uh, Canadian television, they just like sold the shit out of these tapes. They're like, oh, I have the best of Wayne and Schuster. <laughs> Is that anything like Simon and Schuster? Um, let's see here. Actually, there's a, there's a bit here. There, uh, actually, so the, you know the Avalanche song, Frontier Psychiatrist? Uh, okay. that, that boy needs therapy. Yeah. So that is. Uh, that has some Wayne Schuster sketch bit sampled or in the music video or something like that. So that's probably like <laughs> now the legacy of Wayne Schuster for most people. I just remember the, I just remember mm-hmm. ads like this. This shit was on TV when I was a kid. I was always like, oh no, <laughs> not Wayne and Schuster. Uh, I don't know this this some this Canadian stuff. I, it hurts me. It hurts me. The uh, RJ, have you ever heard of Twitch City? The last one of the night, we'll see. Mm, maybe. Let me look it up. Uh, so this was on, like, from 98 to 2000. It's a pretty short window. Uh, it was all directed by uh, Bruce McDonald and starred old Don McKellar and Molly Parker. Uh, it looks familiar, yeah. I think I've maybe seen it on TV, but I, I don't think I watched it yeah. or knew what it was kind of thing. I think, yeah. Yeah, it looks familiar. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, look at that. Oh, Hugh Dillon showing up because it's Bruce McDonald and Jennifer Jason Lee. What? TV, RJ. How about that TV? Canadian television. Uh, That's more than I'm sure Pathboy was expecting. Or anyone, really. You get what you pay for on this podcast. Nothing. Exactly. So finally, RJ, we got Justin Peterson with a oh, fairly, well, I was going to say succinct, but perhaps not, uh, okay. with an email entitled, you know what's bullshit, and with a bunch of question marks. He's, he's hot. Justin's coming he's, in hot. He's running hot. Hey, Jared RJ, what's happening? Oh, a new Godimoticon movie question of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what are the top movies that come to mind that are complete bullshit? For me, the new Home Sweet Home Alone was just that. Oh, shit. They make the kid a total brat asshole and make the people break into his house and having death traps thrown at them likable. Also, Hmm. Lars von Trier is the idiot since it is by far the most offensive bullshit I have ever seen. People acting like they are mentally handicapped to escape responsibility in life. Arg, Like Charlie Brown. Uh, what's some bullshit, RJ? I feel like I feel like every week, every week, every week it's bullshit. But uh, let me just pull up my um half star films here. Yes. Yeah, oh, we got some Mick Garris. <laughs> uh, we got some Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Uh, we got Hunter Killer, which remains one of the worst movies I have ever seen in theater. In theater. One of the absolute okay. worst. Uh, how about things starring Eddie Deason? Uh, no, not on this list. Okay, he's on he, um, he, with Mob Boss, the Fred Olin Ray film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in there, but is he 
In Your Highness, which is another movie I gave a half star to because <laughs> it is quite bad. Quite bad, Jared. Much like Due Date and Georgia Rule and 100 Foot Journey, I thought that movie was really bad. Um, Hercules with Dwayne Jox- uh, Dwayne Jackson, I gave half a star, apparently. Uh, what else? I don't know. There's a lot of bullshit movies. Every week I talk about bullshit movies, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Drinking Buddies. That was a movie that came out on like Netflix or something a couple years ago. Had a lot of actors in it. I watched that movie. I said this movie sucks. <laughs> the end. The end. I, the end. What's your bullshit? I oh, man, I think the movie like I kind of come back to name. I come back to this movie often. Uh, a movie that killed me killed my interest in wanting to watch movies for like months after going hard for a long time. The mm. Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh yeah. Yeah, you love that show, eh? Man, that that's the Frankenheimer too. That that weird thing that Richard Stanley uh was going to direct and Frankenheimer stepped in. That thing is so bad. And it should be and it should be cool. But it sucks. Well, buddy, you got to remember they were wearing those contact lenses so they couldn't see and they were all essentially blind. You know what I mean? They were all blind, man. All blind. So yeah, that'd be my pick. 95's Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. So tonight, sounds like a bad show. Justin continues. So tonight I'll be podcasting about Ishii the killer, which is a first time Mm. watch for me. What are your memories of this delightful family flick? And what moment sticks out as being the most repulsive? Uh, I don't like that movie. <laughs> yes. Almost at all. And I know a uh, friend of the show, Corpse, is a uh, is a fan. And I know you're you're not opposed to it, right? Uh, so you're... the coolest thing about that movie, uh, at least it's, I've only seen it twice. The first time I really was, I really liked it. The second time I watched it, I was kind of like, "Man, this movie is pretty sloppy. Like it's 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 pretty uh pretty janky. It's got some interesting things to it, but it wasn't quite the movie I remember the first time. So I, who knows what I'll think the third time I watch it. But it's essentially Daredevil versus Bullseye, but they flipped who's good guy and bad guy, and no one's mm. good, and they're all horrible human beings. They're all bad." Yeah, I I just didn't I just didn't like it for what it was. I was like, I don't care. You know what I mean? I just didn't like it very much. So he can have fun talking about that. Mm-hmm. What about blowing smoke from your uh, cheek holes? I mean that that movie just in general, like it. it there's like it's over gratuitous to a point where I I like. For me, I was kind of like, it's past it for me. It no longer means anything. It is just, it's just some sort of ridiculous thing that exists. So you make it sound good. I mean, it's, I I don't think it is. <laughs> Other people, people really love that movie. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, dudes hanging from hooks, mm-hmm. like dropping hot oil on dudes' backs. Bad things happening to women constantly. Yeah, like dude, like cyber ninja guy with like razor blade roller <laughs> blades or something. That's, like that's pretty. That's pretty cool. 
<laughs> it's one way to describe it. He's angry um, and has superhuman strength. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Yeah. There's a di- there's a different word for that kind of strength, Jared. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I know people really love that movie. I, I'm not gonna rag on it. I just I just don't like it. Yeah. You know? That's 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 to the surprise of no one though. Yeah. Really. No one would think I would like. People no. know I don't like movies. Yeah. As has been pointed out many, many times, mm-hmm. all I like watching is 1990s based uh, like procedural shows like Millennium and X-Files and Star Trek. It's all I want to watch. OK, man. right, Jarrett? Yep. you get it. I feel you. I get it. He gets it. I get it, man. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. So yep. um, I'm going to send you a link here because I was just reading oh, on, to the next sentence. Oh, yeah, this could be a doozy. Foodie question. Let's sweeten things up a bit, Sugarhead style. By the way, oh, how the hell did Suge get that name? The world <laughs> may never know. I mean, no one's written in with guesses, so I guess we won't know. So his question is, how would you rank your favorite sodas? I am a I am a Dr Pepper, Mountain Dew, and cream soda kind of guy, and keep the diet stuff away. I can't stand aspartame. Well, Justin, you you gotta you gotta have yourself some of that Coke Zero. It's using that sucralose. Sucralose, aspartame free, baby. Calorie free, baby. Give it a spin. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I'm curious what Justin thinks about. Uh, that Simpsons joke about Mountain Dew. Oh, <laughs> we have crab juice and Mountain Dew. Ugh. Ah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Crab juice. Kogalash. You know Kogalash, Jared? I've heard about it. Okay. I'm pulling up this link now too, from therecipe.com. Twenty-five uh, sodas rank from worst to best. Okay. RC Cola. Uh, is that even? We a don't. Thing? We don't have that. We, we have... did for like a week, and yeah. then it went away. Mountain yeah. Dew right there at the bottom. I um, uh, I I don't drink it. I I associate it with thinking it was amazing when I was like a teenager, and yeah. I have I haven't really gone back. Yeah, when I was a little kid, all little kids love Mountain Dew. I haven't yeah. drinking Mountain Dew, let alone Mountain Dew Code Red. For a long, long yeah. time. Code. Remember Code Red, oh, Jarrett? I, I remember the dangers. I remember some urban uh, myths. I remember there was a lot of talk about sperm count when drinking Mountain Dew and uh, things that how it would affect you. Sperm count. <laughs> you, did you not know that rumor? Because that was rampant uh, at my middle school. Rampant. Oh, yeah, because you're really worried about your sperm in junior high. Yeah, when you're like 12, 13. Yeah, you I know. You, we, don't, you don't want to be shooting blanks. Well, we... We didn't know. It was just older boys told us, you know, Mountain Dew is going to lower your sperm count. And we went, holy shit, that sounds bad. Uh, I have to look this up because there, there was like urban, there was like stories back when. But all it was an urban that, legend. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Brock, Pop Rocks and Mountain Dew is killer urban legend. That's always like the thing with any soda is yeah. like Pop Rocks. You make mm-hmm. a bomb. Yeah. Well, anyways, I haven't had Mountain Dew in a long time. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't drink a lot of the sodas. So my distinction, cola is dark. Mm-hmm. Soda is light. Yeah. Uh, I don't drink a lot of sodas. I'll drink like carbonated waters with things, which are like watered down sodas, basically. But I don't drink a lot of soda. Well, there it is. Tartrazine. 
an urban legend about Mountain Dew ingredients in that dye, yellow number five, tartrazine, lowers sperm count. Yes, there it is. Tartrazine has never been scientifically linked to any of the alleged effects in the legends, nor has any other component of the drink. See, you got it. That's why you got to look into this. But in 2002, 2003, I didn't have the internet. Not like that. Not really. I had dial-up, and I couldn't get (laughs) this important information, so I was scared. I was real scared. But, uh, yeah, I haven't had Mountain Dew in a long time. Long, long time. You know what I do like, though, Jarrett? I like Fresca, which is number 23 on this list. Sometimes I like a tart Fresca. It really Mm. makes you pucker, and you go, mmm. Mm. Uh, what about A and W root beer? Yeah, I mean, I think that's almost universally liked. I I haven't met very many people who don't like A and W root beer. Oh, I call it root beer, by the way. No. Oh, I see. Uh, now, one time at a drive-through, the lady got really mad at me. Can I go root beer? Yeah. A what? Yeah, it sounds like you're Rupper? wasting their time. I wasn't trying to. It's just how what I call it, root beer. No, I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to be a ding, you know. <laughs> try, yeah. You Pep- weren't. You don't need. I to wasn't try. trying to be a ding. You, you but... don't need to try. Uh, what about Pepsi Twist? This is. I don't. I don't think we fucking have this. We we have Pepsi Lime, maybe. But yeah, I think that's what Pepsi this. Twist. I think that's what this is. But sorry, this is a short lived, I mean, yeah. short lived Pepsi flavor. Okay. Oh, Pib. <laughs> that's also one I, thing we do not have. We do. What? Where? At one location. Ah. Uh, Wendy's. What? When at Wendy's? Well, in that new, that weird, crazy, that big, crazy machine yeah. of theirs. Yeah, ah. it's the only place in town I've ever seen it because otherwise we have never had Pib here. You cannot buy Pib in stores. You cannot get Pib at any other fast food place. And I like Pib. Pib is just like second rate Dr Pepper kind of right. But uh, there's some days where I'm like, I want a Mister Pib. I, I'm 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 upset that they took the Mister off of Pib, but. Uh, there have been times where it's like, you know, Mr. Pib's not bad, but there's one place you can get it in town. And like, just to clarify, like you can't buy Pib at the grocery store here. That's only in the States. But yeah, Wendy's has Pib, Jarrett, just so you know. Wow. Okay. Noted. Huge. 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 Uh, crush. Uh, I'm just going to group all the crushes into one we kind of thing. group them all together. They're all the same. Yeah. Crush is good. Uh, I used to love Crush. I had an orange crush like oh. two years ago, and I went holy fuck this is the sweetest oh, thing yeah. i have ever had and i couldn't even finish it i know it was so I, sweet. I, I love that so much as a kid orange yeah. crush oh but it, like as and, an adult and, and creep so and that uh, all in those cream sodas cream soda. again as, as a kid i would uh yeah oh. yeah i i love them too but okay. not any here we man. go this 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 is the business though this, this is, is some Canadian ginger, ginger ale well, we got Schweppes on here, which we which we Canada do sell, dry. but we don't have the yeah Canada Dry. And right now, RJ, yeah, it's Christmas season. Canada which means Dry. They, they bump uh, pumped out the uh, cranberry flavored. It's good. I like it. It's very I like good. cranberry Canada Dry. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And limited I mean, edition. Yeah, yeah, limited edition only at Christmas. And uh, if you got Schweppes, you're gonna you're like, I'll take it. Yeah. But it's not Canada Dry. It's not, it's not Canada Dry, not at it's all. It's not Canada Okay, so one of those things, though, um, which is a weird one for me. So there's Sprite and there's 7-Up. I, yeah, sodas. I, I, I just find like I, I can't drink Sprite. I don't know what it is. that They should basically be the same thing, but Sprite is 
foul. And I'm talking diet of these versions of these. Because like Diet 7-Up is, is good stuff, but Sprite, ugh. I don't drink either because they're sodas. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I used to drink both. I didn't really... There was some sort of distinction, but I can't remember what it was. Remember Barks? I do remember Barks. It had bite. It had bite. What, what, what about, about Mug? Ugh, Mug's bad root beer. Mug's fine. Ugh. It's just kind of flat. Mug's fine for me. That's all. It's it's flat. It's what, uh, it's kind of flat. What an endorsement! <laughs> it's kind of flat. Yeah, that's what I want my pop. It's... Yeah, it's kind of flat. Yeah. 16 being Pepsi is kind of weird. No, you'd think Pepsi would be a little okay, well, I like anyway, is, here, Pepsi what's... or Coke. I prefer, I mean, I prefer Pepsi. Sometimes it's sweeter, but I do like Coke Zero too. So I'll take either. Yeah. yeah. Either. We talked about that. Cheer yeah. wine. Don't know. Not, not a thing we got. Uh, this, oh, I said something about the Carolina. So this is uh, Justin's neck of the woods. Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, Dr. Pepper, I used to drink all the time. Yep. And uh, I haven't for a very long time. Dr. Pepper slaps. It's one of the best. You you put a Dr. Pepper in me, I'll drink about 13 of those. Oh, Fanta. Drink me about 13 Dr. Peppers drip. Yeah, no one drinks Fanta. Get that fucking out of here. <laughs> yeah. Verner's ginger. <laughs> nah, whatever that is, it, no. it doesn't compare to Canada Dry. Get Ch- out of here. Cherry Coke. He's like Cherry, cherry Coke. Fine. You like that, RJ? You want some Cherry, cherry Coke? Fine. You want go go down to... <laughs> Red cherry dog, head. go to Red Dog, get your cherry. Red dog, coke. get cherry coke. They had cherry coke until it uh, got burnt down burnt by down. bikers. <laughs> they burnt it down. <laughs> they burnt it down. If anyone wants to know what we're talking about, look up Red Dog Creepsville, and you'll find out that there's this little diner here. They serve cherry coke and, and served scams. And scams. The bikers burnt it down. <laughs> Based like tickets, some sporting tickets. I, I don't know. I remember the rumor. It's like, yeah, bikers uh, burnt that place down, and you went, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's You're good. like, what do you mean they burnt it down? And they're like, they set it on fire. And it's like, why did they shoot a flare into the restaurant? They, they fucking well, they might. Have. Well, maybe. I mean, that's but... usually how that's how that goes. Well, yeah, I know. I just. It didn't make sense. This is like what, like eight, nine years ago. They're hey. like, yeah, someone burnt down Red Dog Diner, and you went, what? That's what. That's how it would happen, though. It's not like it'd be like it'd be cinematic. It'd just be like, yeah, they did that. That's crime. Yeah, yeah. It'd be very matter of fact. Oh yeah, Joneses. And you skipped right over Barks at number ten. I know you're not a, a Barks guy, but oh, I, I didn't even maybe the tens hat. Barks. Oh, you know it what? I skipped. Yeah, I did skip over that, or it hadn't loaded yet. Okay, yeah. Jones. So Jones. Jones was when you were in like grade eight, grade nine. Jones was Classy. so popular. Everyone's like, "Oh, that that guy's drinking Jones Cola." Oh shit! It's in a glass bottle. Oh shit! Do you remember a uh, Pirates Keg root beer? You no. can get it at like Seven Eleven. No, Pirates Keg was a cool root beer. It was cool. Ooh. But it was no vanilla Coke. It was no vanilla Coke at number eight on this list. I went through a phase, yeah, like grade nine vanilla Coke, and then it fizzled. You know, uh, I do at uh, the store sometimes. There's a diet vanilla diet Coke, whatever, and it's really good. Yeah, diet Coke serves its purpose. I haven't had one in, I'm gonna say ten years. I haven't had a vanilla Coke, but uh, there, it's not an opportunity frequently to have it and yeah. you know, there was like some weird era where there was like a 
It was like double caffeinated vanilla Diet Coke. I kind of remember and they, that. And they were like t- in tiny cans? Yeah. Oh. And you're like, mm-mm. Fuck, mm-mm. Those, were, those were amazing. Yeah. You know what else is amazing? Warito's pineapple. Eh. I've never had one of these. I, I don't know. I, I know I know they have them uh, at the one Mexican place in town and uh, the, the, the Walmart international section. Ah. <laughs> Gotta love the Walmart. I actually, I probably have had one of these. I, but it, it didn't leave a lasting impression. I, I had one and it was like super sugary, which is something I'm just not used to. Uh, and so I was like kind of turned off by that. Gotcha. Sprunt, aka Sprite. Right. Sprite is fine. LeBron James will tell you to drink it, but whatever. Oh fuck, Tahiti treat. Oh, this looks like Hawaiian punch, right? Is that all uh, it is? Is fruit punch? Hawaiian, yeah. Is it? We don't have Tahiti treat, right? I've heard we of it. We have Hawaiian though. punch. We have, I think so. Ah, uh, oh fuck, Dad's root beer. Dad's root beer is fine. Yeah, Dad's root a lot of the fine. root beers. I don't know. There's like nine root beers on this list. That's a lot. Uh, Orange Crush has, of course, it's way fuck, up it's there. Sweet. Way it's up so there. Sweet. Look, look at look at that color though. It's almost like oh. a red orange. I, it's blood orange, baby. Mm-hmm. I'll get you. And then there's seven. Oop. Seven up, yeah. Great, this, great films. This kind of fizzles fizzles out a little here. And then Coke. Coke. Just some people just go and want to get a Coke. You want to get a Coke? Yeah. You got any Coke Cola in there? You got a Coke? Okay. What, well, I mean, we could, you know, we could rate Coke flavors. We could rate Pepsi. We could do all sorts of things. But what's the clear, I, what's the clear winner for you, Dr Pepper? Basically, Dr Pepper for yeah. sure. Dr Pepper is the best cola. I like root beer. I like like a Coke Zero or a Diet Pepsi, but uh, Dr Pepper, man, it's so good. I don't know how I don't know how people couldn't like Dr Pepper. And Pib, if you got if you got a little Pib there, Pib's not bad. Pib, Pib's not bad. Pibbling, Pibbling, yeah, you could be Pibbling. What about you? I know you're a big Diet Coke. Yeah, so that's basically what I'd go with the mm. diet the Diet family. The diet family. I like when I was younger, I used to hate diet because it tasted like weird. But yeah, uh, t- I like diet now because when I go back to a regular pop, I go, holy fuck. Yeah. This is sweet. I can't I can't drink regular soda. I can't either. It's it's so sweet. Like when I had that, I, I honestly I had half a can of Orange Crush and like I was like, I'm going to fucking pass out. <laughs> I was like, this is so sweet. I you, can't take it. You felt the beat is coming. Oh, well, and like I love sweet tea too, and sweet tea is like eight thousand milligrams of sugar in like a sip. So like I like I like sweet stuff too, but like some of those pops, it's just like oh man, can't do it, can't do it. Can't do uh, it. One more game talk. Who are your favorite Mario Kart and Smash Brothers characters? Ooh, shit, I got opinions. What Yoshi, do you got? Uh, I don't know. So Justin's got Yoshi, Wario, and Kirby. Uh, and then he for, ends his email. Thanks uh, for the time Mario and Kart? happy start to the holiday season. Thanks, Justin. Uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, I don't and know. And for Smash, because they're in both. I guess all three between yeah. the three things. Yep. Let's see here. What did I, when I did play? Toad, because he's fast. In, yeah, a lot in, of people in, like Toad. In Mario Kart. He's pretty cool in there. I would yeah. always try to like get Bowser to work, but he's so he's so cumbersome. He's heavy. Yeah, he's, he's a heavy man. Yeah, he's, he's a big one. And uh, Smash Brothers, you know, I think I have probably played less than five minutes of Smash Brothers in my entire life. You're missing out, bud. I'm good. It's it's, the it's moment, very good. The, the moment has passed. 
I, I, I still like some Smash. Um, oh, but I'm sure, yeah, because you've got connection to it. I've, I do, I, I do, I, I have, do. I have none. I love, so here's a little story for you. When we would, uh, in high school, uh, Smash Bros. on Wii came out, and I borrowed a Wii from this kid who was a year younger, and that's this friend of ours. And we would play Smash Bros. so much that the Wii would overheat, and it would it would shut off because it was so hot because it was running for hours and hours and hours. And uh, our solution, because we were 16, we didn't know, our solution to it overheating is we'd pop it in the deep freeze for about 20 minutes to cool it down, and then we'd bring it back out, and then we'd turn right back on. We thought that it worked great. I feel now that that's probably not the best solution we could have had. Probably not. But uh, at the time, it was the best we could do. So I, I play a little bit. Uh, Mario Kart, um, if I'm competitive, I'll play as actual Mario because he is the perfect average for things. Average weight, average speed. He gets through. It's like you. But if I, just like me. Just like me. But if I'm playing for fun, I like to play as Wario because Wario is just fun because he farts and he goes, Wah. which Wario is one of my Smash Bros characters as well, because one of his moves, Jarrett, is farting. And one of your Halloween costumes. And one of my Halloween costumes. So I'm a big Wario guy. Uh, Wario is really fun. Like if I'm, again, playing for fun because he rides a motorbike and he farts on people and like I don't. Not to win, but if you're if I just want to have fun, but uh, if I want to win in Smash Bros. Rare, I'm gonna play as Lucas. Now Lucas is an Earthbound character, and I will fuck you up. I'll fuck you up as Lucas. Anyone out there? Any of them? All, Sam all, Sanchez, all get comers. your yeah. Sam Sanchez, get your kids uh, Nintendo code. Send it to me, and I'll play you on some Smash. RJ we can play to, for fun. R- R- RJ wants to smash your kid's face. It's not quite what I said. Um, uh, it's the but, uh, well, well, he wants to beat your kids, Sam. Well, but I, I got a lot of guys on Smash. I like Ike. I like Wario. I like Lucas. Lots of good characters, sir. Lots no. of good characters. I see. But Lucas, he's a good dude. Good, good dude. Hey, RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I mean I got a I got a lot of uh, Millennium banked, but uh, no movies. Did you watch any? Well, I mean I watched some stand up, but I I don't need to talk about it. Stand up, stand up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But uh, what about you? Well, RJ. Yeah. After dropping four hundred and fifty dollars on Vinegar Syndrome movies. Um I thought, you know what? Jesus Christ. I think it's time I watched some of my Vinegar Syndrome movies from like last year. That's up too many shows, bud. Well I figured I'd you know I do my part and sure. uh, start chipping away at the stack here. Sure. Uh I watched this movie called All American Murder from nineteen ninety one featuring Christopher Walken in a movie that like nobody talks about uh, this movie stinks. Uh, in the literal sense or the physical? Uh, or metaphysical. Metaf- metaphysical sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can get behind that. Um, here's the tagline. Welcome to Fairfield College. It will be a real education. Artie Logan is the new guy on campus. Suddenly, he meets Tally Fuller the most popular and beautiful girl at Fairfield College, and she finally agrees to go on a date with him. 
But that night, she is brutally killed by a blowtorch-wielding maniac, and Artie is wrongfully arrested. Despite protests from other police officers, Detective P.J. Decker believes Artie's story and gives him 24 hours to track down the real killer. And it all happens. Um... What do you mean by it? It all happens. Yeah. Well, everything that's everything that they said, it happens. It goes it down. It just all happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie's got very uh, strange decisions going on. Weird audio cues, tonal shifts. Christopher Walken's dialogue and performance are like, what the fuck? I know this man can act. I know, I, I know that he's better than what I'm seeing here. Mm. Everyone else is like, is he though? Is you know, a lot of Hammenagers here. Um, there's the one guy. It's like Larry's Larry's uh, cousin. What's his name? Larry who? Larry Fezzin? Uh, David. Larry David's uh, cousin. Larry David? Oh, that uh, yeah. That guy who's very <laughs> shrill all the time. Come on, Larry. Wait, what are we doing Larry. about this? Larry. 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 Sure? Have, <laughs> have you been watching the new Curb yet? I have, I have not. No. Uh, Rob Eagle said, I look like one of the characters in the new episode. We haven't watched the new one yet, but, um, oh, yeah, he, yeah, you should catch he, up on he, it when you yeah, have time. He, he asked me about that as well, asking if I had watched it yet. And I said, no, but RJ's current, but that was a lie. You, you look at you, just I, I'm up to the newest episode. We've only not seen the newest episode, God, God. and I can't watch it now. I'm doing this God, three us three days ago already. Jeez. I know. I'll watch it before next week for Jeez. sure. For sure. So, anyway, yeah, uh, this kid's like an arsonist yeah. little asshole who. Mm-hmm. Also had a thing for snakes, and so now somebody is, like, giallowing him, and they're wearing black gloves and using snakes and burning people alive and uh, drilling people through the face, which all, like, you're like, oh, this is going to be cool, right? This is going to be a, a neat little movie. Nah, it's not great. Like, it, it's really... You know how people lose their shit about Ryan Johnson's dialogue in Brick and, like, it, yeah. how noir it is? Well... This will make that seem really, really great in comparison because this is that good, eh? That bad, that bad. That good, eh? Mm-hmm. A. I mean, it sounds fine. No, it's not a good show. There's like a person who gets like cut in half randomly, but it's off camera, and you see like the end result, and you're like, "What the fuck? This just this just doesn't seem to belong in this movie." So, are you happy that you bought it? Not really, but it was kind of in a package deal um, where I was like, it was like the blind movie in there, I think. And I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, and the director of this, Anson Williams, uh, not a whole heck of a lot going on here. We got your mother wears combat boots. and Where did she wear them to? Uh, I don't know, to war or training. Oh. Uh, how about Dream Date from 1989? The Lone Star favorites. Kid. Yeah, I love it. A Perfect Little Murder. Oh, sorry. Oh. A, a Quiet Little Neighborhood. A Perfect Little Murder. Love it a lot. Yeah, that's that's what we're dealing with here with Anson. So that was a miss. However, I followed this up with L.A. Wars. And RJ, hmm. this, movie, uh, this movie kicks ass. It kicks ass? Asses are kicked. L.A. Wars, you said? Yeah. So this is a nice hot slice of shitama. It's, okay. It's been a while since I've seen one of these numbers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one from 1994 was the tagline: "When the war hits the streets, no one is safe." As the drug war rages, a powerful mafia kingpin and rich drug lord battle for control of Los Angeles streets. Hmm. Promising. Yeah. Uh, there's some great montages of dudes with uh, skullets, mullets, everything in between. What other mullets? Uh, everything in between. Oh, okay. They're just going around just gunning people down. <laughs> and, like People getting shot in the face, people getting shot in the chest, people getting shot in the back. Because it's a drug war, RJ. It's mayhem. And there's only there's one guy. He's been was it, busted down to being a bartender or bouncer or something. Uh, and the cops uh, are giving him shit. And I think this guy, was it, is this the character's name? The actor? Yeah, Vince Murdoko. He tells the stupid chief multiple times, fuck off. <laughs> Just like that, too? Yeah. Just fuck off. Yeah. Hey, if you like people saying fuck off, and I know I've mentioned this before, not to derail you, but I think you'd really like Succession. Yeah. Because fuck off is the tagline in that show. Is, is that what Brian Cox says a lot? It's his tagline is fuck off. Uh, well, L.A. Wars did it first. Okay, okay. So this guy's telling a lot of people to fuck off, or the chief to fuck off. Telling the chief to fuck off. It becomes the departed. We're like, we need somebody to infiltrate the mafia so we can stop this war mm. somehow. And, and so did they did they do it? Uh, yeah. So he uh, gets himself uh, integrated into the group by being a kick-ass bodyguard for the the mob boss's foxy daughter. Mm. Um, and of course, after he saves her life, a few days later, she's like, "Now I need to thank you." my way and then she just takes off her top and then they have sex because that's how things happen in the real world is it yep that's what la wars Mm. taught me but of course uh the mob boss he's uh that's his daughter but there's this guy that he's like hey this Vinny, he'd be a good fit for you and he's but he's a he's a psycho he's a loose cannon but and you look at this guy, he's just like, I don't know, he's just an actor. <laughs> he's just, this guy has no chops whatsoever or, like, anything to be intimidated by. But we get a scene where the, our protagonist and him, they, they have a, a duel to see who can shoot at the firing range better. And they're like, they're both perfect. You're both, you're so close. And you're like, that guy? Mm. That guy can shoot a gun? That <laughs> looks like he's never handled one in his whole life. Mm. Anyway, uh, warfare... 90s-ness abounds. Uh, this movie is cheap as He's hell. He's got 90s sweat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Okay, okay. Keep going. Keep uh, going. I believe this is produced, directed... Is this Tony Conda? I believe he is a, another one of the long line of, like, these uh, direct these guys from Israel who wanted to get into action movies. It's like oh, but this is kind of coming late because we had the um, Golden Globus beforehand um, with the, the the canon stuff, and now we've got Tony Conda uh, coming in. I think that's mm. I, I threw on the special features out of curiosity. What what I was most interested in though was Addison Randall, who wrote this piece of shit yeah. of awesomeness it's uh-huh. good it's good stuff he also did this amazing movie for pm entertainment called shotgun it that, sounds good it's on youtube on uh, my review i've got a link to it uh mm-hmm. well worth watching because listen was... 
Listen, okay. listen to this description. Detective Ian Shotgun Jones hunts a sadistic, misogynistic maniac. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That sounds okay. It's pretty good. I'm on board with that. No, pretty cool. Pretty cool. But LA Wars, this is like part of their uh, the Vinegar Syndrome archives collection. So they do these one-off, you know, bad action movies. and mm. then But they're limited print runs. So once they're gone, they're gone. And this mm. one makes me regret that I've uh, not picked up the previous ones. I did pick up Action USA, which came after this one, which I know is awesome, and I uh, need to rewatch now. But that's where, um, God, not Avenging Angel, Vice Academy. It's about sexy lady cops. <laughs> There's three of them, or four of them, maybe. Missed it. Missed. I missed my window. How sexy were they? Supposed I, I, to be? I haven't seen it. I, I'm only of allegedly, allegedly sexy. How am I gonna know what to do if you haven't seen these movies? Well, that's like one of the themes here. It's like foxy ladies coming up here. Um, I also watched Rescue Force from 1990. Um, this was less good. <laughs> less good. Less good than LA Wars by by a lot. Uh, <clears throat> this was directed by a guy named Charles Nizit. You know about this Nizit? guy? Nizit. I don't think I know Charles Nizit. Uh, he's a kind of exploitation director. Uh, Res- Rescue Force. Terrorism and revenge in the Middle East. It's California. Terrorist mm. strike. An American agent is executed. And our ambassador and his daughter are taken hostage. Sounds like a job for Steele's Angels, a crack anti-terrorist outfit led by Lieutenant Colonel Steele and fronted by some of the sexiest commandos ever to pick up a submachine gun. State-of-the-art weaponry, rockets, fighter planes, and action climax that rivals anything on film make Rescue Force a must-see for action film fans everywhere. No. Hmm. No. What do you mean by no? It, it, it didn't it, fulfill it, that, no. what it promised? State-of-the-art stock footage. <laughs> and people running around in the California desert. In, like Talking about Beirut. And a lot of people saying, ah, ha, 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 infidels. And this... fighting. Oh, yeah, this this was not not a good time. And when you say not a good time, do you mean really good time? Sure. Maybe as good as uh, Charles Nizit's other film, The Ravager, which mm. which I think I've uh, read this description to you prior, RJ. Just when you thought you've seen it all, you'll be shocked and excited when you see The Ravager doing. Then it stops. His, sorry, well, that's not is true. Is it accurate? No, the next part's supposed to be his thing. Um. <clears throat> While serving in Vietnam, a demolitionist witnesses the brutal torture, rape, murder of a young woman. Ultimately, he becomes a serial rapist and killer himself, preferring explosives as his murder weapon of choice. This movie, Um, RJ, is on your watch list. This is on my watch list? Yep. I'm going to take a screenshot before you can delete that. It's already gone? Nope. It's there. You're good. It's already gone. I got it. I got the evidence. This I'm going to keep that in the uh, the black envelope. Did you say this was called the Ravager? Yeah. You, so you haven't logged this yet. I've never seen this. Oh. I'm just saying this is a Charles Nizet movie. 
There's got to be a reason I had this on here. I think I think, I'm, I think I might have talked about this in the early days of the podcast. I read the description to you. You went, oh, and then you added it. I I, I took it. Uh, people will know it's Photoshopped. It's off of my watch list now. Uh, they know it's real. I'm pretty sure you probably just know what my password to Letterboxd is. Well, I will, I, will, I will say that this audio conversation of it's gone now. Well, I mean, it's, that it was it there in the first been, place. It's gone now, as in it's never been there. I see. Semantics are a hell of a it's, thing, Jared. It's too late. It's too late. Semantics buddy. are a hell of a thing. We're gonna see you in court. Wow. But you know, some you know what? Sometimes, once in a while, RJ, you get things right. Who me? Like you know, watch listing the Ravager and deleting it mm. off after the well, fact out of shame for a movie you would, you, 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 uh, but the good things you do sometimes yes. as you mentioned Jared hey Jared you know what you should watch sometime you should watch Blood Games ooh yeah Blood Games is good Blood Games I see I knew you'd like it because it's got does Blood Games not have some pretty good stunts in there and like just just over I might be confusing it now but I mean I know Blood Games Blood Games is the female softball team right yeah, the, the the ladies uh yeah. baseball team that goes around and they have matches uh with like hillbilly r- rapists. They're they're like the, the Harlem the woods. They travel around. Wow, well, but but the other team is usually in on it, you know, the Washington Generals, I think. Yeah, uh they usually. they they know it's a fix, but these are like guys are like, "Oh, yeah, we're going to beat these we're going to beat these broads, these skirts." <laughs> but then they get uh-huh. they they get beat and they don't like it. In fact, they don't like it a lot because uh, there's one point where the one um, woman's running toward the base, and the guy just throws a spinning elbow at her. Oh yeah! And you're like, whoa! And then of you course, know, like, and, and, and no one in the crowd seems to care about this. It's like, mm-hmm. gee, what a what a picture of uh, the r- rural America that we're seeing here. Yes, it is. Yes, so it is. yeah, tell this... me tell me why Elsa was right about this one. Uh, what are you supposed to say? How you're always right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, t- tell me what you liked about it, because Blood Games is a cool show. The okay. Rape, the rape's <laughs> a little bit tough, but everything else is oh, pretty yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. That was a bit unnecessary. And then it's like, yeah. then it cuts away, and it's like, wait a minute. She just got her underwear on. It's like, what? what I don't know. It's such a, it's yeah. like, sure, it's fine. It's, it That's, was unnecessary. Unnecessary. Yeah. The whole the whole thing. Yeah, this is directed by a, a woman, allegedly, named Tanya Rosenberg, who doesn't exist. She only directed this movie. All these people say, oh, yeah, I dated her. Oh, yeah, she's just not around anymore. And I go, this is interesting. This this seems like a... Alan a, Smithy? A put-on, yeah. I, I, there's something... I'm, wrong here mm-hmm. okay uh yeah this movie also uh i think is like also uh israeli director or a producer yakov bensivi uh who also directed Ooh. a movie called alien warrior which is on your watch list uh yeah i yeah. think so um so this movie here the tagline america's favorite pastime just turned nasty <laughs> baseball a team of softball players get lost in the woods after their bus breaks down. They get attacked, beaten, raped, and murdered by some psychotic men. The women yeah. fight back with baseball bats and bows and arrows yeah. and shotguns and rifles and stuff. Yeah. And traps. And, well, and whatever no- they can. Nooses. Whatever they can get their hands on, they're going to fight back with yeah. it, right, Jerry? So this movie, boy, if someone hasn't already made a YouTube compilation of how many times... Uh, a man calls someone a bitch. Uh, it, it should exist because it, it becomes pretty hilarious. 
It's uh, a lot of angry men in this movie and in the world. I think that's what it's trying I've, to say. That's yes. its lesson. I agree. Uh, no, this movie is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I guess, like all things it considered, yeah. it's it's really well made. Yeah. Because uh, I think I've seen a few people in reviews mention how it starts off like a Jim Wynorski movie, which is not accurate. Like this doesn't Jim no. Wynorski's like not a he, good director. He wishes he he, he wishes. Movie. I mean, it's the kind yeah. of like it is definitely the the type of women that Wynorski and uh, Fred Olin Ray would put in their movies. But it's a better made movie. Yeah, this is everything yeah. you wish. Like, this is what you wish uh, May was. When yes. we're watching a, a month's worth of uh, shit. shit, and you hope that you'd get one Blood Games, but you never, but you don't, you never, never get anything like this. Yeah. So anyway, uh, like kind of like the town's patriarch, who also is a Vietnam vet, he paid another like the coach of this team to come and bring him in for a show, you know, make some money off of the tickets or something like that. But then these women show him up, and they're like, "Ugh, I don't want to pay you anymore about it." And there's a kerfuffle at the bar. Uh, and, and and the the patriarch guy gets his ass whooped by uh, Ross Hagen, who's also been oh, in a bunch yeah. of Fr- yeah. Fred Olin Ray movies, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually he's in Action USA as well, and, and uh, Angel, Arch. Angel, yeah, like from Buffy. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, not not from Buffy. Uh, Whisker Biscuit Angel. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I think I maybe watched Blood Games before Angel. Yeah. I don't know. Probably after. I no, Ross Hagen is completely forgettable. It's, oh, okay. He's he's like sub Cameron Mitchell, if you even know who that is. Yeah. Well, I, I know Ross Hagen. I just I forgot the Angel thing. Yeah. You know. Okay, so he kicks that. He kicks this guy's ass in the to- in the bathroom. Uh, there's a pretty great scene where the the dude's sitting on the toilet, and the guy turns his back, and the guy kind of does like a Captain Kirk, like hoists himself up and does a double kick with his mm. pants still down. And I'm like, whoa, this guy's just like fucking bare ass naked with his dick out, like doing drop mm-hmm. kicks and uh, getting into a bathroom fight. But then suddenly his like boxers are just pulled. I'm like, this dude was just shitting, sitting down, shitting. <laughs> yes. He was just... again. There's, there's like a weird thing with underwear in this film, where where, uh, where underwear yeah. shouldn't be anymore, and it is, and then it is for the sake of decency. Yeah, well, it's a nice clean movie. It's is a nice what it clean is. movie. It's wholesome about rapists. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, they they they're going to leave. They're trying to get it back on their bus to get out of town. And uh, a couple of the, the the leader rapists, soon to be rapists, they're they're horny because they've been drinking, and they come across two of the women who left the bus, even though the coach told them not to, and they start getting uh, harassed. Um, mm. And then the coach comes along, and is like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" There's another fight. Coach gets stabbed right in the stomach, and the guy's like, "Oh." Oh, she's kind of like, I don't know, what have I done? And then this woman, one of the other players comes along, shoots him in the leg. He's like, that bitch, that bitch. And then they're like, they're real mad about this. And you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> but, of course, mm-hmm. this is movie logic. This is like that. This is in the uh, backwoods deliverance, uh, southern comfort kind of vein. Not yet. Well, it's getting there. But it's like southern hospitality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. just just don't leave home ever. So, no. um, of course, the, the they they convene, and as the bus is leaving, a bunch of these goons all start coming out of the woodwork and firing guns at the bus. The bus driver, uh, 
who would normally be the coach, is now being driven by one of the girls. She just gets shot in the face. Like, just full-on dead. You're like, whoa. And then the bus crashes into these dumpsters where one of the guys was mm-hmm. in between. So he gets smashed up good. Uh, who else turns out to be the son of the patriarch? And now he puts out a call, $1,000 per bitch dead. Because this is Blood Games. AKA it's Blood Games, baby. Bitch. AKA what? AKA bitch. Uh, is that was that your review? Uh, no, uh, I don't have a review for this. It's, uh, it doesn't need my words to uh, talk about okay. it. So now it turns into like the girls are on the bus and they're being chased by the the townies who want to mm-hmm. get them because they got they now they got a, a bounty on their heads. Uh, sure do. And these dudes get messed up. Wait, like it's actually pretty yeah. decent. Like how I many guys are just getting shot in the face and taking some sweet bumps and uh, f- prat falls, and then yeah. eventually they're like, "Let's get the big heavy dude tractor across the road. They can't draft through it, and then they have to go through like this like road that'll end in six miles, and then they have to start backpacking it. And now it's like now on more even ground, and one they're almost taking each other out one by one, trading off. It's pretty. Pretty interesting little movie. Pretty well done for yes. th- for this type of thing. It's pretty pretty great. For yeah, the, for this kind of thing. I'm glad you liked it because I thought you would, but you know, you never know. But uh, it's got some cool stuff in there. Like, um, there is a lot of there's a lot of dudes that get got, which I think is good. the The only like bad thing is uh, like the rape scenes a little bit out of nowhere, and you're like. You don't totally need this in here. No. It'd be better if it was just... They could have gotten to the same point without that. Without. Yeah, because, like, the girls are already pissed. Like, they didn't want to be there as it was, so they didn't need more reason to be, like, angry. But, uh, no, it's got got some some good stuff in there. The girls are getting the guys. Mm Mm-hmm getting them getting them um and it's like you said it's it's honestly it's just a well-made show like it looks i watched this on fucking youtube and it looked good like whatever version's out on there i was like this looks good it's like it was nice and clean maybe it wasn't 8k but uh you know it was nice and clean enough wow. so um rj yeah. this this is available from vinegar syndrome is it in 4k it is probably 2k well, I'm not interested. Uh, okay. YouTube's got 2K. You know what I mean? I don't know if that, I don't know if that version's on there anymore. Yeah, YouTube's got 2K. YouTube's got 2K. Say so. YouTube's got 2K. I also checked show. out this movie on Criterion Channel called Thelma. Uh, I've I know the poster. Yeah, like the bird, with the bird uh, on the girl's the face bird. by yeah. uh, Yolkum Trier. Yolkum who has a movie coming out this year called The Worst Person in the World. Hmm. Which, I, so is you, it you? No. See, so it's not real. Ah, oh, okay. It's the worst version of it. Uh, all, yeah. that, all this felt like to me was Art House X-Men origin story. Hmm. Which X-Men? Morph? Pick anyone. Pick one. Morph? Sure. It's Morph origin story. Okay. There's psychic powers involved. It's like Midnight Special. It's, oh. It's just like another one. It's just another one. It's really way too long, too. Because there came a point where I'm like, I already I already know what's going on. And it just keeps like, oh, there's a mystery. There's like one really good visual to the whole movie. 
Um, I guess I could talk about the movie one way or another. <clears throat> so the tagline for this film, sometimes the most terrifying discovery is who you really are. Oh, are we the real monsters, Jarrett? No, it's nothing like that. Mm. A college student starts to experience extreme seizures. She soon learns that the violent episodes are a symptom of inexplicable abilities. See, you read the back of the box, you already know where it's going. Mm. I, I was like on board with this for the most part. I started to like not to like it though after it ended. And yeah, about an hour and a half in, I was kind of like, oh. This is still going. And then after the movie ended and thinking about it for like, you know, 15 minutes later, like, I was like, I didn't really care for that a great deal. Like, it's okay. It's like, it's very well made. Um, acting's good. It looks good. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a good movie in the sense of like, it's well, it's well done. Like you'd give it like, if you were a, a film professor, you'd probably give it an A plus, but um, I'm not, I'm just a, I'm just a podcaster. And uh, mm. he talks about Criterion films. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll never mm. think about this ever again. Except now. Except now. This is it. This is the last time I'll ever think about this. Except when you edit this podcast and no. then once more. I'll skip, and right, then I'll skip right over it. The repetition, it's going to get burnt into. And this might be in like a year, you're going to be like, that movie was okay. And then in two years, you're going to be like, you know, that movie was pretty good. And then five years, you're no. gonna be like, "Fuck, that movie was good. I loved it." Oh, uh, and plus, it got it's got a very forgettable title. <laughs> uh, yeah, I already forgot what it was exactly. Called. This, this movie was called Oreo. Uh, Oreo. Oh no, Birdface. Right, <laughs> Birdface. Thelma. 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 So you're you're saying a it's a recommend, eh? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I've seen some. Some people yeah. seem to like it though. I'm picky. No, that's but, okay. So it's it's okay, but it didn't mm-hmm. be much of an impression either. Yeah, I was yeah, I was hoping for a little bit of some sort of surprise, I guess, but it didn't come. Sometimes they never come. Uh, but so one thing though that was a surprise for me over the weekend was learning that. There was a new South Park special. Uh, I mean, I think I've mentioned before. I don't. I don't dislike South Park. I just don't watch South Park. So, well, so what? A special is like an hour long thing. Yeah, it's like what? it's like almost like a made for TV movie. Okay, and they, they they've and topical. They, yes, of course. It's called post COVID. Yeah. However, yeah. The, now the the twist with this though is they actually did something they've never done before with South Park, which yeah. is. We see the boys as adults. Oh, they, 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 we've this has never happened. <laughs> like I don't know. It's, oh, so they 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 like went to the future, basically. Oh yeah, there's a song and about living in the okay future. Or was it? Was oh, it it's cool. Oh, it's no, it's good. It's it's really okay. it works really well. Uh, very clearly, Stan Marsh is Matt Stone, and mm-hmm. Kyle is Trey Parker. Uh, C- Cartman has a found a new vocation in life, which is very well suited. And Kenny is trying to save us all. Not dead. Well, that's how it starts off. Kenny's dead. He's died and he just died. And it's in the future from now. And COVID's just ended. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. That sounds cool. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, I was, uh, there's like, uh, many, many laughs to be had watching this. I, I, I was, uh, yeah. I was pretty on board. I, I'm a South Park fan. Yep. I mean, I haven't really watched very much of the last 10 years or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's 23 seasons, which is Jesus. crazy. It's hit and miss. Like, if I hear really good things about certain random episodes, I'll check them out. I had no idea this had come out. And if it's actually part one. Because they have to actually mm. finish the story, and I believe it's going to happen before the end of the year, according mm. to their agreement they made to make basically just a series of one shots from now on. I guess. Yeah, I'm which, good which, for them. Which I sounds mean, fine by me. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is kind of amazing. It's like I said, I'm not like I don't watch it a lot, but I've seen South Park, and I do like what they do. Did you ever watch um, that? There was a documentary they actually did. Uh, like while well, they were making one of the episodes, they're like turnaround time. Is, oh it, yeah, I I've heard all about that. Like yeah. it is, it's nuts how fast they um how fast they uh, like well, that they they write out. an episode, animate it, voice it, and put it out. Yeah, in it, like a week or something. <laughs> yeah, which is like insane. Um, but and that, like and that's probably like, why they don't do it as much anymore, or why they yeah. save it up and they're like, yeah, we'll just do it when we have an idea. And this one's like, oh, they had an, they had a pretty good idea. Yeah, and like I like that, and I I, re- I really do like Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Like I love basketball, and basketball is just South Park style jokes, right? Kind so, uh, of, kind of. But I the South Park I have seen, I liked it. I was just never huge into it. Um, I do like this idea of the the future mm-hmm. thing. There was something I was gonna say though. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's um, it is pretty amazing that it is still consistently good twenty years in. Like I, I think that speaks a lot, but um, mm-hmm. well, I, I told think... you, hey, how when I or no, wait, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, because they've done two pre- previous specials, but I think they were just episode length. This one's like an hour, so it's like three episodes. Oh, okay. uh, they've done two in the last, and the, they did a COVID sp- or a pandemic special. Mm-hmm. They've done a QAnon episode, which mm-hmm. uh, which I I haven't even watched it yet. Because these are some, they should be on Crave, but they're putting it on Paramount Plus, which we don't oh, have. And, yeah, so because you, you can watch all of South Park on Crave if, yeah. if one wanted to, but these like three specials they have not been put on there yet, which is dumb. Uh, which yeah, is weird because it is like uh because Paramount, which is I'm assuming that's where Star Trek stuff is appearing. Uh in the states, but in we we still have it on Crave. But, so there is okay. a huge. There was a huge thing last week. Um, international, new Star Trek, yeah, new yeah. Star Trek Discovery is not international anywhere, but in the states it's on Paramount Plus, in Canada it's on Crave. Nowhere else, even there's not even an option to get it anywhere else. So people were losing their fucking minds um, because like international people couldn't watch the new Star Trek, just like by no way. So. Well, easily. They could wow, watch it. not no, no legal way. Yeah, no legitimate way. Well, welcome, no. welcome to my life. I, w- I want to watch Licorice Pizza, but I can't. Yeah, I know. So, I know. I don't know. There's lots that, of things. I mean, like, fuck. Yeah. Fans. Who cares? Fans. I'm, I'm a fan of things, and I can't do whatever I want either. It happens. It happens. happens. But, but, yeah, so. But, yeah, no, South Park sounds cool. Yep. No, this was a, it's a good one. It's good. Mm-hmm. I think I told you before, but uh, that girl I lived in the dorm with me in Colorado, her mom went to school with Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Oh, yeah. And Kenny was a real guy, and he was really poor. 
and everyone made fun of him a lot, and that's why Kenny was a character in the show. Mm-hmm. Who they who was poor? He was poor. He was a like in real life. He was a poor kid, and everyone made fun of him. And like Trey so. Parker, Matt Stones were friends with him, and that's all it was. There you it's go. not a super interesting story, but apparently he was a real guy. It's facts. Facts, baby. And that's what I'm all here about. Facts. Uh, facts. So since RJ doesn't watch movies anymore, I guess we should just talk yeah. about any any news in the world that you're aware of. I mean, did you know Millennium was a hit show in the 90s? That's news. Well, I saw today, I believe, that mm. uh, John Waters, the director of Pink Flamingos, he put up his best films of 2021. Anything good? Uh, there. I don't think there's. A, I don't think there's a single A twenty four film on this list. Or are they all A twenty four films? I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that, but I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking there isn't. But I, I discovered there's a few directors uh, who no one really talks about anymore. Like what? Like Leos Carax. Uh, remember that guy? Uh, he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I love Leos Carax. People people roll about that Holy Motors. And now, now he's got a new movie called Annette. That's apparently John Waters' number one. Uh, we've got Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, mm-hmm. by Amir Questlove Thompson. Mm. I mean... I know Questlove. Questlove's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, we got a new Gaspar Noe film called Vortex. Mm. I mean, mm. that, that could be A24 for all I know. Yeah. Uh, we have a new Bruno Dumont movie. Called one Fr- of my favorites. Called France. Oh, you'll, one day, RJ, we'll be watching some Bruno Dumont. And? Yeah. And it'll it'll be a thing. Oh, oh right. you'll see. I might like, is it good? Uh, I don't know how you'll feel. Suppose, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the most beautiful boy in the world. Are we talking about me? No, the other one, I guess. Who's the other one? Chet Hanks? You know, I don't uh, think so. Who's who is who is the real most beautiful boy in the world, Jared? We all know. Come on. Yeah. Uh, which, which is it's a documentary. Oh, uh, about me. Uh, Quentin Dupuis' uh, new movie that I had never heard of called Mandibles, which is about two dudes who come across a giant fly. Like I'm it ta- sounds fun. It no, I'm it like okay. th- this. This fly is the size of a like large dog. I'm on board. And it's with a, this. That and it, sounds fun. And it's a fly. It's called mandibles, RJ. You can watch the trailer. the The trailer didn't do a whole heck of a lot for me, uh, but I don't know. Quentin Dupuis always worth checking out. Maybe it was just a crap trailer, and it'll be a lot better watching it. I mean, this is the man who brought his deer skin. Ooh, uh, a coat favorite on this podcast. A, a cult favorite? Coat. Oh. Do you see what I did there? It's a coat favorite. A coat favorite. Well, that movie's about a coat, right? Uh, That movie? Deerskin. Is that not about a coat? That's a jacket, RJ. <laughs> ah. Well, coats, jackets. I, it's, it's so hard to keep this all straight. Oh, this is the fly from Mandible? Yeah. I like this idea. I mean, I don't know if it's going to execute well. The fly mm-hmm. looks cool. Yeah. I like the idea of this, but hard to say. Hard uh, to say. Sean Baker has a new movie, Red Rocket. Oh, yeah. Um, which 
it's what what is uh John Waters have to say about it? Shocking, refreshing. The male gaze comes out of today's PC closet in an incredibly well-cast tale of a washed-up hetero male porn star who goes back to his meth-head ex-wife and mother-in-law in Texas to start a new dysfunctional life. Finally, fucking, fighting, and frontal nudity are back on the heart house screen where they belong. Mm-hmm. That's what John Waters said? That's what he says. I don't much care for John Waters. You, you, you just wait, RJ. You'll see. You're, you're I, uh, I mean, I'm aware. Big, big fan. Oh, look at that. There, there you go. There's our A24 film because it's Sean Baker. I was going to say, like, that's that's going to be our A24 movie. Okay. Did, they did it. They they, I, they, they they broke onto John Waters' list. Uh, How about The Tragedy of Macbeth, directed by Joel Cohen, all by himself? Yeah. With Denzel not, Washington. I, I've seen... I've seen enough enough Macbeth. No more Macbeth, please. No more Macbeth. No more Hamlet. No no more. Yeah, the Hams. I'm done with Shakespeare. I'm yeah. I like interpretations and all that, but just like I'm done with Hamlet and Macbeth. You know what I mean, Jer? Uh what about uh the, the newest film from Bruce LaBruce? Bruce Valanche? Bruce LaBruce, Canadian yeah. icon RJ. I'm not as much into Bruce LaBruce. If it was Bruce Valanche. Saint, Saint Narcisse. It's coming. It's come. Mm. It's come, RJ. Well. What about Bruce Valanche? Uh, he's not on the list. So I don't I don't care. Man. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. And the, the final film, RJ, on this mm-hmm. list is the Onania Club. From director Tom Six, the dr- oh yeah, the the mind, oh. the the mind behind. See, RJ was being all like, "Oh, my favorite." Then he was like, "Tom Six. I, I oh, I never, I never said, I never said those words. I never said them. I caught it before it happened. <laughs> the, I caught it. The mind who brought us the Human Centipede trilogy. Uh, uh, so you know what this one's about? I couldn't care less what Tom Six is doing. <sighs> well. Uh, the human centipede director tops himself with a story of rich Los Angeles women who gather together to masturbate while watching news footage of the world's misery. No. <laughs> Just no. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. people who love yeah. Tom Six stuff Does is who, like people that love, genuinely who love who loves these movies though. Well, he's still making movies, so well, people I, gotta this be. Guy, go, this is got, I think this is the only one he's made since like Human Centipede Three that I'm yeah, aware but of. But the fact that he made three of those and he's making a follow up film, film. That was. I mean, there's a South Park episode that references it. Well, no, I know. I mean, I mean, I know why the first the first one had that shock, but the fact that there was subsequent sequels. And this movie, like someone gave him a second shot at something new, wow. tells me that he's he made enough money. And it's just like hey, it was a fi- it was a five year layoff between Human Centipede three and uh, the Onania Club. I wish it was a fifty year layoff. Well, let's see here. It was two thousand. So he directed three things previous to Human Centipede. Uh, one called Gay in Amsterdam. Hun- mm. Ooh, ooh boy, what the hell is this going to be about? It's called Honeys. It's got some Mm-mm. very uh, young-looking women on the cover. Uh, he has a movie here Mm-mm. called I Love Dries. 
with a smi- no. with a smiling man. Uh, no. Whoa. A couple cannot have children because the man is infertile. They decide to abduct the most popular singer of the Netherlands and to get a child with her and his seed. This leads to embarrassing situations. What a what a what a scamp this Tom Six is. He's just no more Tom Six. <laughs> just leave him leave him dead is what I would say. Dead is better. <laughs> dead is better. Dead is better. Just no more Tom Six. Okay. Well, that's that you was, know what I mean. That, that's that was my big news. It was uh, nice to hear from John Waters coming out there with some 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 oldies. You know, you're like, hey, remember all these guys that people loved? They're back. I mean, that's uh, that's news enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my news. Did you know that um, there is a Canadian uh, partnership with Justin Bieber for Timbits called Tim Biebs? Yeah, I know about that. I, I see it on Twitter all the fucking time. I didn't know until like uh, like this morning. I was alerted to this by someone. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's my news. Almost. Almost as good as John Waters. Mwah. Mwah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Your your fondness for Tom Six. I just, like, I don't know. I know why people like like shock value and stuff like that. And some people are like, yeah, I like it. And it's just, honestly, I just don't get it. It's like, I don't think it's good. I don't like it. Who's watching this thing? I don't want to be with you if you are. I don't want to hang out with you. Just leave me and my family alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You and the we're cats. Just, the, we're just in, in your uh, your two vehicles. Yeah, we're just gonna watch Criminal Minds and uh, and just be nice and and satisfied. You know, watching stuff that doesn't matter. Could I interest you in uh, Bruce LaBruce's film? No skin off my ass. I like the title. I bet you do. But I'm afraid of where it's gonna go. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a, it's a young uh, man with a leather collar and chains across his chest, cruising style. Um, cruising. Okay, I'd watch that. What about is there a new Bruce the Lanch movie coming out soon? I don't know. I don't. Know. Is he is he doing okay? I don't know. No, I don't know if anyone's checked in on him for a while. Has anyone checked in on Howie Mandel lately? I want to hear other uh, cultural points of reference. Well, I mean, Howie Mandel is like an infamous germaphobe, right? Like, has anyone checked in on him? Is he has he been okay the last two years? Our, our Canadian comedian Howie Mandel. Um, hmm. Yeah, he's apparently still alive. Howie oh, Mandel? His, his subjects include everyday life and self-deprecation. Oh, for Bruce Lanch? No, for Howie Mandel. For Howie Mandel. Self-deprecation? Oh. I mean, I guess. Hey, you know what? You know, you, Bruce Valanche, 73 years old. Uh, what he's got? You know, like, you know he was he's only... He's got a year or two he, behind you? He was only on Hollywood Squares for four years. Only? Only. Missed opportunity. So, like, when you guys hang out, do you just talk about the good old days? Um, I ask, I'm like, hey, can I see your Emmys? Uh-huh. 
And I don't what's know. he have an Emmy for? Um, for writing, probably. For writing? He's a writer. You, you fucking, you fucking talk about Bruce Valanche all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bruce Valanche wrote the show Student Bodies, which was on YTV. <sighs> oh. You know what I mean? Same thing. Hey, he wrote the the shit that like David Letterman, Billy Crystal, and Whoopi Goldberg said back in the nineties on Academy Award shows. Bruce Valanche is the guy who not on purpose, but probably now bleep this oh, out. Listen to this. Among Valanche's duties as Oscar writer were coming up with additional jokes for the host based on unexpected events that have occurred during the telecast. Most memorably, at the 1992 ceremony, he came up with a series of one-liners that host Billy Crystal told throughout the night after 73-year-old Jack Palance did one-arm push-ups during the Best Supporting Actor acceptance speech. That's and... hilarious! Like Bruce Valanche. Okay, who do you identify more with, Bruce Valanche or Phil Spector? It's just what choices I have. Those are the only two. You're one or the other. Who do you think you, who do you think represents you more? Uh, convicted murderer or hack writer? Uh, ooh, boy. Tough, huh? Oh man, jeez, gosh, ah. Uh. Ah, just I don't know. Ah, pretty tough, don't pretty you think? RJ, we have a movie to talk about. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know. Every week I say, ah, we got to keep it. We got to bring this in line. We got to tighten this ship up. We're lo- well, pe- people are leaving in droves. Well, do it already. We don't have to talk about eight hours about random shit. You, you just talk about Bruce Valanche. Well, for like two seconds, maybe. Yeah. After the break, we're on the run from time and Nazis. Why should our magical moments of madness believe in me with such a feeling of sadness? I know I am forbidden game for the man that I love cannot give me his name there isn't anything special about him but try as I may life means nothing without him perhaps I'm a fool to be hoping in vain when I know that I'm playing a forbidden game, no one can tell me how long. Tu viens toi, Porte-là. Je 
başlıyor. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Forbidden Games from 1952, directed by Rene Clement. The tagline for this film, RJ. Um, does it have one? Fantasy was the start. Murder was the finish. Was it? Michael is a private investigator with special psychic powers, allowing him to subconsciously see clues in a case. He is hired to investigate the death of the very wealthy Charles, who has a very healthy sum of money going to his wife and daughter. Michael needs to unravel the clues to see if Charles died accidentally or was murdered. There are several characters who may benefit from his death, as well as a mistress and a nude modeling agency. What? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. When was the new <laughs> modeling coming up here? I, I was reading Forbidden Games from 1995 from PM Entertainment, which I'm, I'm sure is a very fine film, but it's not the film we'll be discussing tonight. The film we'll be discussing tonight is Forbidden Games from 1952. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> How embarrassing. Actually, when I was looking this movie up, all I could find was porn, and that's why I had to message you on Sunday. And I was just like, I was like, are we watching porn? I, I, this I, week? I do believe one can watch Forbidden Games on a website called SpankBank.com. Excuse me? Could you repeat that? What was your name and uh, what's your name and title again? And then repeat that line you had. The tagline for this film, RJ War and how it affects the lives of our children. Which one's worse? <laughs> They're neither are good. Neither. Orphaned after a Nazi air raid, Paulette, a young Parisian girl, runs into Michel, an older peasant boy, and the two quickly become close. Together, they try to make sense of the chaotic and crumbling world around them, attempting to cope with death as they create a burial ground for Paulette's deceased pet dog. Eventually, however, Paulette's stay with Michelle's family is threatened by the harsh realities of wartime. And what would that be? 
Um, Red Cross nurses coming to get you. Are, are we are we in the Red Cross phase now? Uh, of 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 wartime. Mm-hmm. Um, on, only when it's man manufacturer crises that are completely uh... preventable. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I, I don't have those sort of takes here about World War Two. I could talk about other contemporary crises where people come Good to, ones? where people come to the rescue, and there's probably orphan children from preventable mm. death. But oh shit, that isn't what Forbidden Games from 1952 is all about. Um, so this movie is not on the Criterion Channel. This is piece of the Studio Canal films that got removed from the collection ages ago. And weirdly enough, this movie is kind of difficult to track down. And luckily for us, our local university library had a copy waiting for us to view. Yeah, I set that up. Jared was like, ah, maybe we just quit the podcast. And I was like, no, I'll find it. Just <laughs> give me a second. I'll get it. And uh, I came through and... um. Probably the only reason we're here. It's very strange. Don't know why this isn't available anywhere. Yeah, what, what's up with Even that? I, I was looking under its French title and being like, come on. You usually type in watch free into Google and things just pop up. So it just is what it is. Is this the first time we've hit something in the criterion so far that like has given you an active challenge where it's just like... Uh, no, no. Well, no. I think there's still that one... Um, Carl Theodore Dreyer documentary that's like not online at all. That's a few years ago yeah. now, but luckily I actually own that box set, so it wasn't right. the end of the world. But yeah, there's been a few where it's been like pretty touch and go. But uh, yeah. I, I had to realize, oh, search under its foreign title, not the not its Criterion slave name. <laughs> it's dead name. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So, okay. Forbidden Games, I went into this movie not knowing too much about it, other than its reputation, I guess, in the criterion circles of people who talk about kind of a, a world film canon. This movie's often listed in there, and I remember being like, Forbidden Games? This sounds tawdry. And then you look up, you're like, oh, it's like kids in fields like what's this about and then you're like oh it's a war movie i see mm -hmm. it's gonna be kind of um i don't know contrasting the idyllic childhood with uh, the ravages of war kind of like that grave of the fireflies type deal right it's gonna be kind of like that oh shit it's not maybe it's, it's, it's kind of it's not that really uh so i kind of went into this blind uh i think we've seen what some Rene Clement at this point. Uh, we have. Yeah. Which which other ones? Because I don't remember this dude at all. Uh, blah 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 blah. At least I've seen some. I think I've seen something by him before. Uh, look it up. Figure it out, RJ. Rene Clement. Yeah, Rene. Uh, Rene. You got letterbox, don't you? <laughs> I've only seen one of this person's films. Okay, maybe I'm the same. 
So maybe I'm thinking of all the other Renes. I mean, he has a Charles Bronson film, Rider on the Range. That's the that movie. I've, that's the movie I've seen. Okay. That's definitely not in the Criterion. Collection. I was gonna say, is that a Criterion film? Or and he's done some Tati shorts apparently, but uh, we I, I haven't seen that that either. You've seen Rider on the Rain. You gave it two and a half stars. Yep. Tati shorts. You have not seen. Tati. Tati. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Purple Noon is a future creep, I think, with uh, what's his name? Alain Delon, who's also in Riders on the Rain, I think. Is that the Incel Supreme from Les Samurai? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it is, uh, and he's not in this. But, uh right. Yeah, no, he's not in that yeah. movie. That's, that's, there's another Charles Bronson, Alan Delon film. Mm. The Leopard, but not on this day. No, <laughs> not the Leopard. That dude's in a lot of movies we've seen, by the way. I don't Bert, know if Bert, Bert Lancaster. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's, that's not Charles Bronson. Oh uh, no, um, Rene Clement. Oh, no, no, not Rene Clement. <laughs> Elaine one, one, Delon. One, one day you'll get these names right. One day. Le Samurai, Le Clez, <clears throat> Le yeah. Cirque. Calm Le down. Bird. Calm down over there. I know yeah. I know you love saying French things so much. Oy. So this movie opens up with, um, I don't know, war crimes being committed. Um, you have, is uh, it a war crime? Yeah, I, I'm pretty I sure. I'm pretty, just war, no? I don't know. I think just like shooting civilians as they flee is uh kind of war crimey so here's the thing about war crimes that i've never really understood and i know some sort of like historian will tell me but aren't isn't most of what you do in war a crime no (laughs) obviously not because there's war crimes and then there's war is it i mean right or wrong that's up for debate rj i'm not a war lawyer though my mind is that it's all wrong. So I feel all crimes during wartime is wrong. Well, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, no. Is this going to be like a whole like movie of like harrowing shit? Because I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with emotionally watching this like, oh, it's going to be a depiction of just like completely innocent people. It's just getting killed by this grinding war machine. In this case, it's the was nineteen forties Paris, uh, falling under the heel of the Blitzkrieg, and so just just regular plain folk, they're they are getting the shit out of there, far far away, and then there's just you know planes flying overhead, and they're going to drop bombs and shoot at these people because they might have soldiers there. Wink. Hmm. Yeah, this is this will be their justification. You just never know. We gotta well, put, I mean, gotta break the will of the people, you know. That's war, right? Yeah. What is it good for? Ugh. Ooh, See what I did there? Absolutely nothing, RJ. Absolutely nothing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you just have this like kind of a uh, kind of uh, train of people all tr- in their you know vehicles, their wagons being pulled by horses. They're all just trying to get as far away from this conflict as they can. They're fleeing into the countryside. And there's one particular family, uh, mom, dad, their little girl, and her pet dog. And they are trying to just, like, get away. There seems to be no real destination. Everybody's just, like, in a mad rush to get uh, as far away from the conflict as they can. And uh, because there's a one 
strafing run bombing happens and the car that's kind of in the lead is this family's their jalopy breaks down and no one's got any patience for this guy to try to fix his car so they push it off the road so the family is now going to be stuck on foot uh the rest of their way wherever they're going to go so they are they're making their way along uh with their like kind of belongings that they grab from the vehicle and then Another strafing comes along as they hit the bridge, and while they're laying low, the uh-huh. little the little girl's dog runs off, scareded. Unfortunately. Of yep, and of course the little girl just starts running after the dog to to go <laughs> to, to go get the dog back, and then the parents are like, "Oh my god!" and they go mm-hmm. running after the little girl to get her, and they all. They all kind of catch up with one another, and they hit the deck. And one of these German planes does a big, nice strafing run down the path, uh, loading up mom, dad, and the puppy with ammo, with lead. And, uh, yeah, they're dead. Little girl's left alive. Uh, Puppy is half dead. (laughs) And uh, I went, oh, dear. (laughs) To, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have to hear about this this week. So, <laughs> well, Jared, do can I, I? I made this my review on Letterbox, but can I just ask you something? Mm. Do you remember what Michael Bay's rule was? Don't kill the kid, kids or the dogs. Don't kill the dogs, exactly, and or the kids. See, you forgot about that. See, you don't care about. The uh, I don't care about the kids. Oh, I'm you, just that's here for the said, dogs. I don't know. You haven't said that before. I mean, I used to think that, but now I only care about animals. All all people are bad, so right. Um, even the innocent ki- children, mm-hmm. uh, especially the innocent children. Yeah. So, anyways, I just you know I just bring that out there. You mm-hmm. know that uh, I'm not quite on board with that, yeah. and um, it's not a good thing. Yeah. So. Little girl's carrying around her, like, wounded dog who is soon dead, replaced with, like, a stuffed dog, stuffed animal, depending on the occasion. Mm -hmm. Um, She gets kind of picked up by this uh, older man and woman on a wagon, pull her into the wagon, and they're like, what are you doing? That dog's dead. And this woman just takes this stuffed dog and just hurls it into the river in front of this little girl. Um, and you're mm. like, good God, <laughs> this movie. But then what happens? Well, uh, what she, well, another strafing run hits. Um, and then the little girl kind of runs off away from these people and starts running down the river, catches up with the, the dog's body. And she fishes, mm-hmm. she fishes it out of the creek. Uh, she's kind of lost her way from the caravan, and w- there's a horse uh, that is like lost its uh, rider, and it's still dragging, um, you know, its cargo, uh, dragging mm-hmm. it around listlessly. And this girl starts following this horse uh, down a path to wherever, and uh, this, of course, brings her to the farm, in which the next like. 95% of the movie takes place on. Uh, she meets... Mm. Yeah, so the horse kind of rides, is up ahead, gets to the farm first, and of course his family's like, hey, there's this horse, and they're like, stay away from it. It's a war horse. That'll bring nothing but trouble. Uh, again, one of these 
dastardly German planes flying low overhead because they're like, oh, we got to keep an eye on this. What is, what's all this all about? Oh, they're just farmers. But as it's buzzing above, uh, this freaks the horse out. It spins around and winds up uh, going right over top the oldest son of this uh, farm family, uh, which is not a good thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I don't think it's good to mm-hmm. get uh, run over by a horse and wagon. Probably, probably not the best for your health. And then uh, I don't think so. one of the other uh, cow, one of the cows on the farm gets unsettled by this and goes running off. So Michelle, the the young boy, uh, he goes running after it, and that's when he comes across the little girl who's got the dead dog with her, and they become mm-hmm. fast friends. And she goes and helps get the the, the cow back, and. She starts asking, like, this girl's just like, okay, this is my new life. This is my friend. And mm-hmm. um, or, or, did, can I have a dog here? And she's like, uh, I don't know if my dad really likes dogs. The neighbors have a dog. So she's kind of like, mm-hmm. they're entering into this, like, feud between these two families that live right next door to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one family seems to be, like, pretty fine people, pretty nice. Their, uh, their son uh, went off to fight some Germans. Um, this family's not, it seems like these, this family, one family's maybe luckier than the other. And the unluckier family blames that family for everything that goes wrong rather than just bad luck. Yeah. It's a lot of, um, deflection. Yeah. So it's all, you know, those sons of bitches. And, uh, there's a lot of, uh, that keeping up with the Joneses mentality here mm-hmm. where it's like, it's like, well, these, those fuckers are doing this. We got to do, something more something better yeah jared we gotta one-up them uh so this family kind of just winds up taking this young girl on um and so she's kind of hanging out adapting to the farm life they're like man she smells so 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 nice and like no she just smells clean (laughs) uh they go give her some uh, like a glass of water that looks very chalky and, they're like, and she's like, it's dirty. And the, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a fly in it. She just puts her hand right in there and fishes the fly out. Here you go. <laughs> it's like, I just think of The Simpsons. Can I have a clean glass? <laughs> Here you go, you majesty. Your majesty. You know what they say? If it's brown, drink it down. If it's, if black, it's black, send it send back. Send it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this is kind of like so. Th- nothing in this movie for me compares to like the opening of this. Like once things settle into the family stuff, because I was like, mm-hmm. but I'm also like relieved because I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this movie. People, people just getting innocent people just getting mowed down <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, you're fine with that movie. As long as there's no dogs in there. Oh, there'll be dogs, RJ. Well, I know there is in this. Well, movie, but... you know what this movie does have in it. It's got an owl, like the the. the, the so that, I saw that. That's a real owl. That's right? a real owl. It looks like that's a, a real owl. It looks like a muppet. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty shocking what they got that owl to do in in here. But uh, yeah, that's a real owl, and uh, he's there. He's so adorable. He's there. And there's like a and there's a cat. Uh yeah, there's a kitty in there a little bit. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. There's cat. a rat at one point. There's a dead mole. <laughs> 
or yeah, a mole. Yeah, I thought it was like a little rat or something. Yeah, couldn't quite see what it was. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I think they've called a mole or vole or something. Oh yeah, vol- voles are cool. Yeah. Voles are cool. Yep. So yeah, um, so the little girl's around. She's being taught Jesus things because um, this girl, this little girl living in Paris with her heathen parents, they never got around to teaching her the Lord's prayer. And this this family, they're a bunch of Bible thumpers. The right, but they're the but in their opinion, they're the right kind of Jesus fans, and their neighbors. Well, they're are the not. ones who are going to tell it like it is, Jared. Right. You know what I mean. Uh, so of course, one thing leads to another, and the the son who got rode over by the horse in the wagon, uh, he expires. <laughs> he uh, did you explain? He, he succumbs to his internal injuries, and. Uh, co- you know, pukes out blood and it's just dead with mm. flies crawling all over him as his family is like, huh, is he okay? Yeah, is that bad? Yeah, is that bad? Well, I don't know. Seems okay to me. It's okay, but very dead. And then, so the family, it, it's a lot of uh, coming to terms with death in this movie, RJ. Mm. And uh, as, as well as this, this little girl coming to terms with the death of her dog. Which, of course, is also about coming to terms with the death of her parents, which who died like right beside her. Allegedly. Allegedly. Do you think they were faking it? <laughs> is that the forbidden game? I mean, <laughs> fucking with your kid. I mean, maybe they were just like this. This chick is gonna just run out here when we're getting bombed. Maybe they were like, we've had it with her. Let's teach her a lesson, dead. and that's why. Yeah, I mean, who's to say? What we a, don't know Rene Clement. What 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 a reveal that would have been at the end. If if the parents walked by yeah. and she saw them and they went, "Oh fuck." No, no, they're like, "And that's why you never run out onto the bridge." Mm, and that's why you always leave a note, right, yeah, Jared? Exactly. RJ, exactly. You did it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, uh so he dies and then it starts kind of going through the process of burials and funerals and mm-hmm. this kind of introduces th- this idea of crosses because this girl she's on a mission she wants to bury her dog but she's very worried that her dog's going to be alone so they're like well we gotta get gotta get him some friends and they start mm-hmm. naming all these things they could bury along with the dog um and that's when they get the, the little mole from the owl who's just hanging mm-hmm. out in the uh the old barn building one of the many old abandoned buildings mm-hmm. on this farm you know, They're, owls eat the bones. Do they? I thought they hairball. Don't they uh, pellet? They hairball them out, but they eat them first, and then owl pellet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Depends. Just, just saying. Okay. Barn owl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. Uh, they so now they start getting into some uh, macabre territory about just burying things as they find it. Little little kid stuff. Uh, you know, kids will be kids. <laughs> Uh, especially on a farm where there's not a whole heck of a lot to do. They don't have internet, for instance. So, not yet. Not, not yet. Even even nowadays, they're still on dial-up in some places. Well... They got that satellite big... hookup, but it's, uh, depending if it's too cloudy, you got nothing. Remember satellite phones? Mm, vaguely. That in movies and stuff? Oh, I didn't have one. Yeah. I just mean in movies, remember satellite phones? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, 
So that these kids, the little stinkers, they start taking the fancy crosses from the cemetery to mm-hmm. put it on their little animal cem- their little pet cemetery. You know about this? Uh, yeah, I, I I did hear about this. I was seeing this. Yeah. Uh, well, Stephen King kind of pet cemetery some, some vibes. That's what I thought as well, and uh, I was like, I'm sure everyone comes to this, but I mean, it's it's because it's there. Yep. It's pet cemetery. Stephen King, visionary. Wow. He he said he saw Forbidden Games and went, I could do you one better. He said, What about Re- only Re- dead things? Rennie Clement. <laughs> said hey Rene Clement and then he gave him one of these we mm-hmm. so that's what I would do uh the fa- one fa- the the family starts blaming the other family for the disappearance of grave markers there's a there's a there's a open grave scrap that happens between the two dads mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. comedic misunderstanding who would <sighs> yeah I mean I guess it's like when it happens, they go, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. they go, oh boy. Oh boy. Just, oh boy. Yeah. So, yeah, the kind of like the, the urgency of the war has kind of dropped away. The the son from the other family, he comes back. And I can't remember what the reason why he comes back early. The son? Yeah. Well, I there is a thing. So, like, both of the family sons I, were, I, in, were I, in the war, right? Right. And then one of the fam- or the rival family's son was a war hero. Mm-hmm. And then other son comes back. I don't think it's totally said why, but he's just there. And I think it's like embarrassing for them. Well, I guess at Maybe that point, I guess like France has uh, been taken. Has been taken. It's like, well, there is no French army now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's what it was. Was yeah. just Fr- yeah. France was taken. Yeah, it's, and, it's the occupation now. So it's yeah, like, he's yeah, like, that's like the end of might as well go it's home. Okay. I'm not dead. And everyone's like, yeah. "You son of a bitches." <laughs> well, and at the time, it was better. Dead was better, which yeah. I think was the. I mean, Stephen King. Because he was there all along. Potentially saw this movie and went, you know, sometimes dead is better. And then, right. yeah. so, the 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 next kind of big dramatic moment, I guess, in my mind, is when. Uh, now, Dad has had enough of his his shitty little boy. Doing shitty little things, stealing grave markers. He's like, "You, we want these back. Where are you hiding them?" It's not like there's not there's not that many places you could be hiding them. Just go take a look. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing some you know 1940s style dad leckins, giving a lecon to his boy, tossing mm. him around this barn with the little girl looks on, mm-hmm. and then then word comes down that some um, some French gendarmes uh, they come along and. They are like we're looking for this little girl. We've we've got reports. We got an orphan girl. We we got we got to take her away. In that mm-hmm. ac- in that exact accent. In and, the same accent. And they're like, well, I mean, uh, that's what it is. There's not they're going to put up an argument here. And of course, like Michelle's like, no, you can't. Like, what if I tell you where the graves are? And he's like, well, I mean, where are the graves? And he says where they are put. And then they're like, yeah, well, that's good to know. Anyways, yeah, you can take her away. They're like, you son of a bitch, you lied. He's like, well, I never promised, which is true. Yeah. Um, and Semantics. Course, so the kid just runs off, and they're like, what's going on here? He's like, ah, you know, kids are weird. And this kid, <laughs> he, he rages out, and he starts just throwing those those crosses into the river, the, the mill, I guess it is. Yeah, he really goes for it, too. Kicking up a, a, a fit, dumping this shit away. 
out of, mm-hmm. out of revenge for his dad giving up on this little girl and keeping her, keeping young Paulette. Mm-hmm. And um, Paulette winds up at a, a giant church overrun with, you know, refugees and uh, orphans and people. A uh, nurse comes along, puts a little note on her <laughs> with a little stamp saying, hold on to this. Uh, don't worry, you'll be soon at an orphanage with other girls your age and it'll be wonderful. It's like, yeah, I've seen that movie before. It it ain't. It's it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. Devil's Backbone? Isn't that what that's about? Oh, no. I thought you were going to say something like uh, one of his other ones. You oh. know, like Pacific Rim. Oh, that movie. That's yeah, a it, it could turn into that. I think that's what that movie's about. So, yeah. And then, so the movie ends with kind of this uh, note of like, oh, hey, she's on her own. And she mm-hmm. sees this person that kind of, you know, vaguely, um, I don't know be a parent this is this emotional break of like you now she wants to start looking for michelle here she cries out for her mom and then she starts running off into the crowd and then the movie cl- uh, ends with this like it's kind of got this storybook uh opening and ending with like a book being flipped through and at the very end it's like this woman's hand closing the book and you're like is this her t- uh, looking bad at, at her own memories i don't mm-hmm. know i guess saying hey Was it? Fo- hey folks it's 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 gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Twelve because even though the scroll had been like four years old, and this movie takes place twelve years after that, so it'd have been like she would have been sixteen with mm-hmm. very adult lady hands. What um, other kind of hands? <laughs> man hands, gorilla, gorilla <laughs> hands. Yeah, I like I like gorilla hands per. For myself, preferably, yeah. but uh, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Jerry knows what I mean. He's not drinking that pib. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't never got a pib. I don't drink no pib. I don't fuck with that. Yeah. So, He's um, yeah. So the movie is based on a novel by Francois Boyer. Oh uh, yeah, one of who my favorites. Originally wrote this as a screenplay, and then nobody wanted it, and then it became a a novel. Uh, got published in 47 and became a, a super hot seller in America for some reason uh, under the title novel? The Secret Game. And I guess this kind of reignited people's interest uh, in making it at all, which including René Clement and the production house, and they uh, they went to town. Uh, and apparently, originally, it was actually only going to be like a short film within a like omnibus film. So it was like, going to be like a short story just tossed in. And then that fell apart. They're like, well, I guess we're going to make the movie. And watching this, it doesn't feel like that's like the history of its production. It feels pretty mm-hmm. complete. But at the same time, it does feel uh, for its runtime. It kind of like, oh, it doesn't need to be even mm-hmm. 86 minutes long. <laughs> Not really. Which is strange, but it feels like there's be ah. a lot, there should be a lot of material uh, in this story there. but Should be. Should be. But, but you know how that always works. Yup. And I, mean, uh, I guess another thing to note is just kind of the, the movie's film score. The score for it is this guitar solo that I actually. Like, can you, could you sound it out oh, for I, me? I, I could never do as good a job as you, RJ. Yeah, it sounds exactly like a guitar. Yeah, well, I mean, the guitar is kind of like. It's, 
To me, it has this. Uh, yeah, it's very no, moody. Nor cheese yepis. Nor cheese yepi. Yeah. Uh, okay. He 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 supplies the the score to this, which kind of permeates. It's like the opening, mm. certain moments it kicks in, drops off. It's it's pretty nice. I think it works in the movie. Mm. Uh, it, it's kind of um, has a Spanish flair to it. Uh, like boom, like that kind of Spanish. Yeah. Flair, ah, or... wow, you bring me back to the sounds of Spain. Spain is uh, the thing that uh, you want to know. It's a Spain. No. So, it's Spain. Yeah, this movie's okay. <laughs> like, that's about. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. about. That's where I'm at with this. Uh, it started off like, I was like, oh man, this movie's going to be really good. And mm-hmm. then it kind of like, then it's farm times and watching yeah. the kids burying stuff and really being about crosses. It reminds me of Spirit of the Beehive, which I think is a oh, yeah. much better movie. Because it's got Frankenstein's in it. This movie mm. sorely does not have a scene of the family going to see a movie. Could have used it. And that movie has the backdrop of the Spanish Civil War. Um, mm. And this movie on. also has no Frankensteins. That's what I'm saying. Hardly any. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't ideal. But... Uh, really fucked up, Renee. Well, I mean, what is this guy even like? What's his deal, really? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't know. I have not much more to say about this. Uh, as far as, like, war movies. What is it good for? Yeah. It's uh, it's very pastoral. And I, and I just wasn't really uh, inspired by any of the family dynamics. Like, the, the dad's just kind of like your... You know, he's the the peasant dad who's kind mm-hmm. of a jerk, sometimes well-meaning, but a lot of times a jerk. And then everyone else is kind of just a sideshow to the father-son uh, dynamics. Everyone's just kind of along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And then there's the family, because, like, oh, you, just, you just imagine, like, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon playing this. Neighbors well, what do you who, think would happen? Neighbors who can't some, stand each other. <laughs> some yuck, some yuck yucks or what? Sure, this this movie could easily transfer into yuck yucks with the, with a dead dog and dead parents and, and well, make, making a little burial mound for animals kid, for the Tom kid, Six kid, crowd maybe. Yeah, or a good friend Tom Six. Well, I wouldn't say R. Very, not R. R J is very close friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tommy. I know Tommy Bahama. Is that <laughs> yeah, the same guy? Clearly. Is it is that the same dude or No, it... it's not. Not Tommy Bahama? No. Uh so anyway, RJ, what did you think of Forbidden Games? Forbidden Games. Either, did you mean e- to pronounce e- that e- like Hank Hill? Either the nineteen fifty two version or the nineteen ninety five version. I mean with, I wish the, I had with the nude modeling agency. I mean that sounds pretty good. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Jared. And I don't say this to you very often because this is a partnership. We're a team. But I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't also acquire that film for us. Well, you know it is I mean? a, again, it is available on spankbank.com. I know. But do they, do they you need a credit card? Uh, it might, I don't know. It might just be the, the YouTube of masturbation. I don't have I don't have I don't have that. The, the bank wouldn't give me one. 
So, <sighs> Forbidden Games War. What is it good for? You know what I've noticed, and I think I brought this up before, but it really bugged me this week. It's got nothing to do with the Criterion, but you know how a lot of Criterion films are Studio Canal movies. I find this, I find the Studio Canal intro incredibly obnoxious. You've mentioned this before. I fucking can't stand it. And it, it's just it's so loud and it's so overly long. Do you, am I crazy? Like, is it? I know I am, but like. Yeah. Is it annoying to you too? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm indifferent. It just reminds me. Uh, I just because uh, I guess for like a Criterion fan, uh, the uh-huh. Studio Canal, everything it represents should annoy you because like it took it broke the collection up. Mm. It, it it's, I don't care about any of that. That that's that's like I think only thing that like uh, it triggers in me. Beyond that, I'm like uh, it's just like any like shitty studio like title thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know why people would be mad about that. I don't care about any of that. I just don't like, I just think it's obnoxious, and it annoys me. Anyways, when I started this movie, I, I went through a wild range of emotions because I had the Studio Canal intro, and I went, ugh. I went, already that's a bad sign for this movie that was made and, 50 well, years and this ago. Is also, Studio this is, Canal was this is Studio Canal intro number three in, a, in yeah. the last three weeks. Yes, and it bugs me. Um, so anyways, that got me off in a bad spot. Uh, but then uh, this intro is hard black. It's just like a, a full black screen for a very long time, Jared. I don't know if you noticed that. It's a very long time, and then it just cuts to bombing, and you're just like, whoa. It's really throwing us in there. But uh, I, found, I, I found the intro to this movie peculiar, peculiar not bad not like good not somewhere in between where it's just like very long hard cut of black and then it kind of cuts into other things and then i went oh weird very weird um but anyways this movie uh this movie's a mixed bag for me i'm i'm right along where you are where it's like this is just a movie uh but uh it's got some stuff i love it's got some good Catholic roots in there, baby. I mean, they're praising the Lord. They're giving him bread. They're, uh, you know, making crosses. Thought that was cool. I liked the, I more or less liked this, or like, I liked the story with the kids, like, stealing the crosses because they, they like, not like misunderstand it, but like they misplace what they think that thing is. And then they use it in different areas and like, not like that a cross represents anything in particular. I don't mean that. I just mean like the kids hear what they like, they take it as what they hear and then they try to go do it. It's like, that's what kids do. It could be like crosses. It could be like, I don't know, bike tires. If they hear a lot about bike tires, they're going to go do that too. You know what I mean? So I like that part of it. Uh, I did like the mowing down of people in the intro. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're a fan. Well, I mean, you know, war is a bad thing, Jarrett. War is a bad thing. Yeah. And uh, I was like, that's cool. That's cool. War is bad. You should show it. Wasn't a much, I wasn't much a fan of whatever was going on with that dog because that dog was 100% not okay in real life. And I went, that's not good. So I don't like that. And then I also very much disliked the treatment of the dog 
corpse for about 20 minutes of this mm-hmm. film. And I'm pretty sure they just used a dead dog for that. I can't say whether I can't say with 100 percent certainty, but I'm pretty confident that was just a dead dog. There, there's a, it, there's a variety of there, there's dog a scene where you can tell it's like a taxidermy dog that's like stiff and which, all. Which, you can well, tell if it, well, RJ, if it was taxidermy, it won, it was a real dog. Yes, uh, it was. But then or there's also but there's also a stuffed game. animal. There's definitely a yeah. stuff a stuffy thing, that, yeah. and when it's a little bit more has more give to it and then there's the times where oh it's like a dog that they've uh drugged Sedated. yeah because there's, yeah, there's, there's that we get some like twitching dog action yeah and the, i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah and like i think what it is is there's like certain um certain like uh barbiturates i think that cause like psychomotor like twitches or something like that where it's like it sedates you but then it makes your limbs twitch well dogs also it's like, like when, when they good. when they sleep they kick when they're dream, when, they, when, when they're, they're dreaming when they're chasing after a big bunny yeah usually that doesn't happen when you get picked up and it doesn't continue so that, well, that that's the implication deep, it's, it's there that's something sleep. more it's a deep sleep that's the implication that something more is happening mm-hmm. but uh yeah so i mean that stuff's all bad so i wasn't on board with any of that um other than that, I do like the story of orphan girl getting taken into family. I thought that was pretty pretty good. I liked that kind of uh, downplay, and I did I get, I got mild enjoyment out of the families being super petty with each other and just being like, "Well, our son's a better war hero. He's dead," and then the other family's like, "Fuck, we got to kill our son. <laughs> our son's a real piece of shit for not dying over there." And you're like, "You're like that's silly, but you know, it works." Uh, I like that. I did like the aftermath of... Uh, I did like that the kids were like... They got caught. And then also the family's just like, you kids are real pieces of shit. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. And the kids are like, oh, are we? And it's like, yeah. And they just leave it there. They're like, yeah. <laughs> There's no even like, yeah, you did a bad thing. But, you know, you're a kid. It's just, no, yeah, you suck. And then you go, oh, shit. This is old school. Old European parenting. I get it. I get it. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Um, this movie is got a lot of real sad beats like that scene in the, uh, uh, the train station where it's like, here's your tag oh, yeah. and someone will collect you. And then you're just like, Oh fuck. Is this, <laughs> like, is this is dark stuff. Was it, I mean, this is reality, but this is dark. Is, is it, uh, Matilda is Matilda an orphan? Maybe. Yeah. Something like, something like that. Or is that a girl's school? I, I don't know. Well, Matilda's a movie directed by Danny. DeVito. Yeah, well, but there's also, I mean, that is Matilda. It's based on uh, a the, book, the, 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 the Roald Dahl uh, novel. And uh, yeah, M- yeah, Matilda Wormwood, also known by her adoptive name, Matilda Honey. Mm. It's because she's adopted by Miss Honey, the, the teacher. There you go. Miss Honey. Um, but yeah. So you got that. That's some dark stuff. The ending itself is kind of strange. Like uh, she just kind of runs off and you go, is this a good, a happy mm, ending or is this no, a sad ending? It's a sad ending, RJ. Yeah. And that's what I thought too, where I was just like, I think some people could see it as like, oh no, she's good. And it's like, mm. it's melancholic. I think some bad stuff's going on here. 
Um, there's a there's who wants to be with... alone because like it's like this is the thing, right? It's like so she her parents are dead, her dog's dead, and then she found a family that she was enjoying living with, and then and then and, then, and then and then the the institution comes along saying, "Oh, we know what's better for you." And uh, they're like, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the system. And now she's like, oh, now you're alone. But now you get to start all over again, again. Yep. And, again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And We're, yeah, so that's sad. The way of the road, bubs. The way of the road. Um, yeah. This movie's got a lot of sad stuff. There's another thing. There's another level here with like the son who like brings the girl in. And then the family like very clearly likes the little girl better than they like him. And then he's all jealous and shit. And you're like. <laughs> I mean, as a like a sixty-year-old man, you're kind of like whatever, kids. But like, uh, I think younger people with kids would probably relate to that a little bit more. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, the pet cemetery stuff, I think, is a little goofy. I get it. I know why it's in here, but it is a little goofy. Um, shit, man. I was gonna say something good. I had like a real, I had a real zinger for you. And now I think I forgot it. <laughs> was it about serial killer vibes? Oh, so, okay. Okay. Um, that wasn't quite it, but, uh, so Andrea and I have been watching criminal minds a lot lately, which I know you know of, but like it is garbage television. Like it's, it's pretty trashy. Um, it's not very good, but it's, it fills a void of time when I'm working and stuff. I have it on in the background. Um, this really, this really, um, kind of touched into that for me because it's like there are these kids who are like actively trying to find dead stuff to fill their cemetery and it's just like because i'm watching the show a lot it's like i know where that leads where you're like you're trying to find dead stuff and then it's like well i can't find anything dead i gotta make something dead so that i can put that in the pet cemetery and you know how that spirals and spirals um so that's one bit uh, one other thing I just remembered is, did you notice the frequency at, at how many times there was flies on people's faces in this movie? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I I counted at least eight. Mm-hmm. There are at least eight separate they, scenes. They, they are flies in the country. Just, I know they are, but do you know any other movie that has at least eight separate scenes with flies landing on people's faces in frame? And they just keep going as if there isn't a fly on their face because that happens eight separate times in this. Probably film. a lot of westerns. Well, maybe authentic ones. Maybe in a couple of like the real westerns, you know, like um, like Chato's Land. That's probably got one of the, one or two of those in there. Mm-hmm. Chato's Land. You know that one. You uh, know Chato's Land. Oh, I know it well. Also, yeah. Charles Bronson. Yes. Yes. So anyways, uh, this movie's fine. There's some good stuff in it. There's some bad stuff in it. Or, or not bad. There's some good stuff in it. There's some whatever stuff in it. But uh, it is strange that it is unavailable to the world, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just looking on a review of it on Amazon from uh, somebody here. Since no one else has mentioned it. Animal Lovers Beware. This is from Jabroni mm. in 2012. Mm-hmm. What about the poor dog? Yes, yeah. most of the time the dead dog was portrayed by a fake, but the scenes of the dog twitching as it was dying, 
that was a real dog having real neurological problems. And no yeah. matter how generous I am, I cannot conceive of a 1952 French Humane Society representative standing there as a licensed veterinarian gave the dose uh, of some uh, the, the dog a dose of something harmless and reversible that would produce that behavior. Not when something, not when doing something far more gruesome would produce the same results far more cheaply. And oddly, in the scene when she retrieved the dog from the bushes to go bury it, that was either an unconscious dog or a dead dog, not a replica. No way. I call animal abuse. I would love to be proven wrong as it haunts me. And yes, I understand worrying about one injured then dead dog while speaking of the horrors of war exposes me as an animal nut. So be it. But the actors were acting while the dog was not. I am certain of it. Is this you, RJ? I mean, no, I I agree with it completely. Like, yeah, horrors of war, whatever. But you know what's even more horrific than the horrors that mankind once did? Is the horrors that mankind continues to do. Including war. (laughs) Including war, yeah. And you know what happens in wars? Animals die in those two. Everyone dies. None of it is Everything's bad. And then sometimes people make movies about it. Well, I mean, I agree. With this. It's as shitty as it would look. Just put a fucking fake dog in there. Who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. who cares about authenticity? Nobody. Rene Clement did. Well, fuck that guy. He's French. Who gives a wow. shit? Wow. There, there it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, French Canadian. It is. Which and, I can and, speak and, to. And, uh, I'm Canadian, so I'm okay. allowed. No. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, <sighs> let's see who hates this movie. Where we're going to hear a lot more about that dog uh from lucia lara half a star Mm. i don't care if the movie is from another time the animal cruelty in this film it's unbearable i had nightmares with the dead of the puppy we can even see the dog in a tremendous agony what a Mm. horrible dead what did they do to the poor dog you are burning on hell renee clement um. Yeah, I I I get down with that uh, sentiment. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Luca Laria, Lu- Lu- Lucia Lara, Lucia Lara. Uh, no favorite films, but they do have forty-five star films, including Joker. Remember Joker, Jarrett? I, I remember that movie. Yeah. Uh, also, five stars to um, Rocket Man, and five stars to Beauty and the Beast. Pretty. Pretty good shows, Jarrett. Five stars to Mary Poppins. Let's check out some half-star films. Just one, Forbidden Games. Mm-hmm. Let's check out some one-star films. The Two Popes <laughs> and and Deadpool. Wow. There's other things in here, but those are the two that stand out most okay. to me. Uh, so. Next, we've got Mika, one star. Mm-hmm. After the the dog was thrown into the water, I clocked out. Poor pup. I mean, yeah, I agree with all these people. I think it's really shitty. Uh, this person likes Hamilton, Spiral, and these are favorite films, by the way. Spiral, the Chris Rock film, Jared. The, the, you mean Saw 10 or whatever? Spiral, the book of Saw uh, is what the uh, title on Letterbox says. Cool. Uh, Footloose and Fear Street, 1994. Well, there you go. I mean, I agree. I agree with both of them. Like, the animal stuff is pretty pretty bad, but uh, you know, 
Um, next up, we have Maze Craze. Okay. Or it could be Maisy Crazy. One star. Look, I like movies. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody, anyone using Letterboxd isn't, it's like, if I find an account on Letterboxd, someone says, I fucking hate movies. I hate every movie I ever watch. It's like, why are you yeah, on here, yeah, then, you, bud? Yeah, well, why do you do a movie podcast? Well, I mean, we hate movies for a different reason. It's because we're contractually obligated to watch yeah. these things. Yeah. But it's like, why are you using um, Letterboxd? May I continue? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Look. I like movies. I'm not going into this expecting some war drama. I've seen what? <laughs> I've seen other French films from the era and I love them. I've seen other slow moving dramas and I love them. But this movie, this fucking movie, it is so boring I couldn't handle it. A sloth would get angry at this movie for moving too slowly. If it moves at all, there are some neighbors who the main characters hate but it's never explained why. And the neighbors don't fucking do anything but react to the main characters being insane, but not fun insane. That's not a complaint. They are just paranoid weirdos in a way that's so boring it blew my mind. I, I quit with 20 minutes left to listen to ASAP Rock instead. <clears throat> At least he fucking does something in the entire hour and 20 minutes of his album. I've listened to ASAP Rocky. He's fine. I don't know why it's being compared in here. I don't know, know understand the relevance. I don't get it. Um, I don't know about Maze Craze, Mazy Crazy, but other one star. So they gave Forbidden Games one star. Other one star films include the Adam Sandler films Eight Crazy Nights, mm -hmm. Click, and Fifty First Dates. And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say none of those deserve one star. I don't care. They also gave half a star to Evil Dead 2, Jarrett. Hmm. And five stars to things like... Uh, these are all good movies. Ah, five-star films. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Got one more for you. Okay. Uh, J.C. Morgan's. Ooh. One and a half star. Okay. The first 10 minutes are absolutely incredible, and then there's another 80 minutes left. I've wanted, I wanted, I've wanted to see this for a while now, and I can't help but feel disappointed. The soundtrack, however, is god-tier, so it got a half star for that. Soundtrack is? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Ba -do, -ba -do. Ba -do -ba they gave five stars to Showa, which seems bad. What? This person gave five stars to Showa. Yeah. Which, I mean, I haven't seen Showa. But I don't think I'm going to give it five stars when we do watch it. Well, I mean, I think it's like a Night and Fog type of deal. Yeah. So that's a, that's best unrated. Um, <laughs> which is like less than this bad. <laughs> which I was like, well, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think Showa's bad. I just mean like. I don't know. When people give five stars to things like Showa, like all I know about Showa is it's an eight hour movie. I don't know anything else about Showa. And she's like, eight hours seems like a lot of hours. It's a few. You know what I mean? Several even. Several. This person also five stars a lot of Doctor Who stuff, which is. Oh, dear. It's just universally acceptable, like easily accessible sci fi. 
which I find I don't like Doctor Who. Doctor uh, Who is like I think even if you're a fan, three stars at most. Yeah, across at, the board at, at most. At, at, at most. They five starred last night in Soho, which we all know how we feel. Five started, huh? Yeah. And, Interesting. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. I just found something strange, though. In their half stars, they have some Doctor Who in the half stars as well. Wow. So they either love the Doctor Who or they hate the Doctor Who. Love half stars also include Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I can get behind that. Half started Trash Humpers. Oh, and, uh,. Here's one for you, Jared, that is strange. Half star to The Dancing Pig from 1907. Who can who could half a star of that? How could you half a star of that? It's, what is it, two minutes long or <laughs> yeah. something like that? For, yep. <laughs> it's two minutes long? It's just a guy in a pig suit? What are you mad about? The fucking movie was made 113 years ago. <laughs> what are uh, you mad about? Man, I'm getting angry just thinking about how old it is. A hundred, actually, a hundred and fourteen years ago, Jared. That's how old that movie is. Damn. Why are you giving it a half a star? I don't get it. Get some hot. I well, I mean, it's just like why? Don't fucking rate it. Stop rating stuff, people. Yeah. Don't rate anything. Rate this. No. Well, that's the forbidden games, RJ. Sure, it is. I mean. There wasn't a single psychic detective, so that was a bummer. Yeah, I mean... They can't all... Not all Criterion films can have psychic detectives finding clues. Well, I mean, it's, banging it's, more broads. Of an, it's more of an intuition, is how I would describe it. Yeah. He just has an intuition for things where he says, I think there's something here, and then he discovers it, which is a, is a great loophole for the the genre. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the same thing? I don't know. I don't mm. know anymore. Any final thoughts? I mean, I don't like the dog stuff. Everyone knows that. Everything yeah. other than that is good fine. to fine. <laughs> good, good to fine. Nothing better than good, though. Yeah, there was potential in these moments. Yeah, in these like glimmers of like, oh man. Yeah, it's just not there. I don't know. It's, it's okay. It's fine. After the break, um, RJ and I are going to start up uh, our own little cemetery out in the mill. But it's not going to be animals that we're burying. No, no. It's going to be Studio Canal. Studio Canal? Fuck them. And Criterion fans. (laughs) You know. Tremendous handling. You know. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. They stop listening, it's fine. There's no fan of Criterion Collection left. Not on this podcast.
RJ, when you're buried in the ground, dead, mm-hmm. well, who would you like to join you? Well, I mean, as long as if I can't put you down first, mm-hmm. I would definitely want you to be buried close. <laughs> Good just so that you're... together in the afterlife. No, yeah, just so I beyond I the grave. <laughs> For the tethering. for the ghosts, for the ghouls, for the ghouls. I'm thinking more of like a tethering, where it's like your soul is held down by mine, where you can't leave. And um, I had, I, I, I just have control. Do you know what I mean? Yikes! As as Rossi would say in Cr- Criminal Minds, he gets off on control. I bet he does. He does. He gets off on it. You yeah. can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and tell us all about Criminal Minds. Your thoughts, your theories. Uh, how it relates to World War II France, I mm-hmm. think, would be a big thing. Dead little puppies. we got yeah. a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Yeah. We've got a YouTube. We've got a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play and spankbank.com next week what? Spine 319 we're on what? The Bad Sleep Well from 1960 directed by Akira Kurosawa again? <laughs> so soon? it's a crime movie though RJ it's a crime there's, well, no, I mean, there's no fucking samurais in it Kurosawa so, crime movies are pretty good well, it's one well of his, traditionally, his, his best been. his best movie is a crime movie, but he also directed that Stray Dogs movie, which is like ah, uh, yeah, Stray Dogs is whatever, is whatever. But high I and just, low, this this so is now. Soon? I know. <laughs> it's like I was joking about it like two weeks ago, and here he is. He's back again. In pog form. In podcast form. Pog podcast. Has anyone started a podcast talking about pogs? I mean, it's a million-dollar idea, so if anyone does, well, it's it, our intellectual it, it, property. It was we a, copyrighted. It, well, let's take a look. Pog. There it is. It's there already, RJ. The Pogcast. Is it about Pogs, though? Because I know Pogs is, like, oh somehow God. used casually. Well, now, and I don't know what it means. okay. Well, okay. These I guys, don't know what it means now. These, these guys. This is why you don't have photos of yourself on Pod. And they're an hour and a half for a podcast. Are they crazy? Who's going to listen to that? Buddy, if it's not at least four hours, why are you even recording? Why bother? Man? What are you even doing? Oh, man. Bad, bad stuff? These guys have a very unique look. They're white guys with beards. Oh, I don't know anyone that fits that. Uh, that uh, <laughs> and RJ, they're wearing hoodies. What kind of hoodies? Well, the one thing they don't got... Somehow, neither one's wearing glasses. Huh. But do they put their hoodies oh, over their heads? I, I think they're like streamers. Ugh. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't about that life. Okay, I gotta, I'll send this to you. We're going to get your live reaction at the end of the podcast, which we all know is the best part of the podcast. Cause it is. It's when we, we've stopped giving a shit. It's true. Nobody cares anymore. Everyone's tired. Is that the same guy? <laughs> no. They're, they're, is that what they call uh, the? Is that the soy face? 
Yeah, that's a soy boy right there. That's a little soy face. Oh, wow. It looks like the same guy. <laughs> I know. I had to double, I had to look and like I think it is. No, it's not. The beard's different and the color of hair. Their their reactions are too big. Are if they're if it's actually about pogs, nobody is responding it's that. It's that. not. It is not about pogs. It's just so they, what, they, so they, I call it the they, podcast. Well, you know, RJ, you said Fucking it was a million liars. dollar idea. You're on the same wavelength as these guys. But my million dollar idea would be podcast about pogs. Hey, which one? Which one of us is going to get the earring? Well, you obviously. No. I got to get that Aaron Lang tattoo. Still, you get the earring. I'll get the tattoo. <laughs> I'm not getting an earring. You're you're getting an earring. Is what it is. Jesus Christ! I you're hate, doing it. I hate this world. Well, it hates you too. I hate it. Good night. But, uh, hate. Try it out.